Highlight the topic from love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number, and we are at your mercy. Last round of calls for the year 2021. How quickly (gasps) it escapes. We will be back taking your calls on January 5th. Next week is canceled on December 29th. I want to make sure to remind people before I forget to. Sunday shows, of course, will stay the same, uh, the same start time. This coming Sunday, the 26th, and Sunday, January 2nd, and into the new year. So have a happy and merry winter of severe illness and death, as our president would wish us. Did you see that clip? Oh, yeah. yeah. What a classic moment. (laughs) Did you see that he uh, said that he's going to run again if he's in good health? Well, now there's speculation that he has Rona. Because he's had the sniffles that he had a close contact. Jen Psaki referred to him as asymptomatic, which is a weird term to use in general context. But in the general context, Joe Biden is never truly asymptomatic. He's symptomatic of almost every disease known to man, including Omicron. So I don't know. We will see what happens. If, If Biden succumbs to the winter of severe illness and death, there will be something poetic about that though of course i would never hope for such things susan i just that'd be so funny it, it's like they can they can warn us of such things you got Lori lightfoot out there because they're doing the vax mandate um in chicago and they're doing it in boston Lori lightfoot was tweeting out i think it was yesterday or the day before she tweeted if you're unvaccinated your time is up what the hell is that supposed to mean you know what it means it means it's we're like, going to become second class citizens you, they can just go on twitter and casually threaten their citizenry and yeah. if you were to say, hey, at Lori Lightfoot, your time is up, you weird looking bitch. Uh, you're banned off Twitter. The FBI kicks your door down. They shoot your dog. They find a way to put you in uh, the January 6th gulag. We're living in backwards world where we I have know. these politicians constantly threatening us. Where I'm going to be enslaved by a minority lesbian. <laughs> what is happening? That, that is a I wish tr- we lived in the world of V for Vendetta. Maybe I would be on top again. God. It's somehow this is God's will. This is uh, this is the life that you have earned for yourself. You're being punished for uh, all of those streams past. Maybe that's the poetic justice. I don't know. Hey, anyway, I was I'm not going to be openly racist. Who's going to do it? Someone has to. I I was trying to. Well, we'll get into it with the calls. I'm trying to think of ways to be optimistic and festive and in the holiday spirit Ugh, to close why? It's the so year because i just feel like if i don't i'm i'm abdicating my duty just as Ugh. a as a as a positive citizen but man it's tough to be uh, optimistic about the political ongoings anyway you guys know how the call-in show works uh, most of you do if you are new to the show instructions for how to participate are in the description wherever you may be watching the stream if you'd like to participate but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live send us a um 
an email question. The one and only place you can do that is on the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. We'll take calls for half hour segments. Stop and check in on your super chats in between as always. And we'll close the show with those email questions before we get out of here. First call tonight is Juggernaut the Destroyer. Juggernaut, you there? Juggernaut? How are you? What's on your mind? Well, first, Dangerous Spaces wants to remind all the wankers to get in the bloody call-in show waiting rooms. <laughs> Thank you for the public service announcement. Mm-hmm. And, um... So I kind of don't have anything. So maybe I'll just ask you guys, uh, what's your favorite Christmas uh, meal? Christmas meal? Or primary, you know. Do well, I have make to... a whole bunch of different things for Do Christmas, I... like a turkey and... yeah. Do I have to go entree or can I just pick like uh, any item? You can pick any item. Uh, for me, say pie. yeah, I mean, we kind of, I did mention pie. that earlier, but the, the dessert items, the Christmas cookies, the pies, um, I don't know, like a, a fancy Christmas hot chocolate, that kind of stuff. That's, that's, uh, that's what I like this time of year. I don't know. Uh, I like a stuffed turkey. Don't get mm. any ideas. Ah. Live chat. But it's a Thanksgiving and a Christmas thing. It's good every year. We get those heritage turkeys and we just like baste the shit out of them. Just hmm. baste them all day. What about yeah. you? Uh, I really like ham. I really like ham and stuff. You get out of here. Nothing. Hey, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with that, what's that's wrong my, ham? One of my grandmas was always a ham. She always made ham for the holidays. And mm-hmm. um, I haven't... I haven't uh, renewed the ham tradition anytime recently. Okay. All right. I've never been a big ham person. Make a cheesecake. So that's acceptable. You know, know there's a cheesecake shortage though. Philadelphia cheesecake or uh, the, the cream cheese company. They are offering incentives to, to customers to buy a different dessert. And if you show them that you bought a different craft dessert or whoever owns it, they will credit you $20 toward a future, uh, cheesecake slash cream cheese purchase. What is this? So, wow, that's yeah. retarded. I just bought four packs of Philly uh, uh, eight ounce che- uh, cream cheese uh, blocks. So nope. The only reason I know this is because I had to pick up some cream cheese the other day because my wife was making some Christmas cookies and I went to the grocery store and it's full of every bizarre form of cream cheese you've ever seen, like salmon flavored and onion flavored and strawberry flavored. And if you just want the normal Philadelphia cream cheese. I did find it, but it is apparently in, in low supply. Mm. Well, anyway, in that uh, any, case, have a Merry Christmas. You as well. Too. Appreciate Happy it. New Year. You as well. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Next up is Abby. Abby, you there? Abby. All right. Well, let's, uh, her or him hang out for a minute. I actually don't have a caller ready to go. So Abby, if you can hear me, go ahead and chime in and um, we'll have to fill the space with banter blonde. What do you want to talk about? Do you guys have a jolly jumper? Uh, no. Is that the thing that has the, like the bungee cords almost, or what am yeah. I, we yeah. don't have one of those. We have kind of a, a bouncy thing that a newborn can lay in that sort of bobbles. Okay. And, yeah. Don't buy one and nobody buy them one. Mrs. Christensen. <laughs> ah, okay. Thank you. Well, I, I, all right. Well, thank you for the thought. 
Um, Why are there no do, collars? What's going on? Do you have Why one? Are they, is it a is it a is it a slam I, dunk for kids? I, okay, so normally they have one that like go on the on the door, but I was all worried about my baby because she mm-hmm. was like hella fat, mm-hmm. um, like b- pulling out the door frame because she was so fat. No so way, I, she'd have to be so heavy. She has been twenty five pounds for like seven months. I'm not even huh. joking. She was so fat. She was just like, <laughs> um, I mean, now she's not so fat. Anyways, yeah. I got one of those jolly jumpers that like is on the ground. Hmm. All right. That's, I think that's, that's the one. Um, Abby, can you hear us? Abby, we don't want to talk to each other. Abby, you're really screwing right. things up. We'll have to try to come back to Abby. We do have Waspy ready to go. Waspy, are you there? Uh, yes. Hello. Hi. What's on your mind? Uh, I was going to ask you, because I know I called in months and months ago saying advice on moving to a new place, and I did. I got out of California. Oh, great. Congratulations. Uh, right. Excuse me if I'm a little tired sounding. I, I've been working retail on the week before Christmas, so I'm just... Well, um, at least that's allowed wherever you live, you know? Who knows if you'd yeah, be able to do that in California? Probably not. I still have to wear a mask, but Are you, I wear uh, like one of the really loose-fitting ones. Where did you move? Ones. If you're comfortable uh, sharing. Ohio. Was that, uh, do, do you have a connection to Ohio or what was the choice? I so? have a really good friend who lives in Ohio and his mm. wife is an apartment manager. So she was able to kind of get me an apartment with like no income because I didn't ah. have a job lined up. So I was able yeah. to nice. kind of just, like, get in and not have to worry about that. And then like three months later, I got a job and now I work retail. So. Well, great. Yeah, that's that's good to hear. And um, Is that the first major move that you've made or or... Yes, um, before I lived with my uh, libship parents. Oh. Okay, that's all right. My dad recently texted about taking precautions against Omicron. Oh, oh no. Yeah, and and my family was one of those. It wasn't my immediate family, but it was my extended family. Like on the day before Thanksgiving, we go to my extended family's place. Yeah, and they were a vax only for Thanksgiving, so I didn't end up going home for for Thanksgiving. Oh my god. Yeah, we had a family situation like that, too. And they're like, this, this particular family, they're the healthiest section of my family. So I'm just like, why? Mm. Like, one of their kids is, like, literally, like, pre-Olympic running mm. levels. And I'm just Did like, they get why? vaxxed? I believe so. I assume so. Well, uh, yeah, if, they're, if they have rules. It's going to be hilarious yeah. when this kills everybody. And uh, It was a chick, so she probably wasn't. <laughs> so. Well, what's, uh, what's, what's... Uh, has the move been, have you enjoyed yourself? Was it worthwhile? What's the, what's the best part about leaving California or is there a best part? So far, It's been a little difficult simply because I don't know many people and my friend, yeah. like everyone in his family decided to just randomly die at this point. So he can't really get me out. They just died like non Corona related there. What happened? No, one of them was Corona and he, and, and there, I think his, his, uh, his family member was double vaxxed and he still died of Corona. How old was he? Ah, uh, 60s, but he also had like really bad arthritis. Like if he wasn't mm. on medication, he'd die of arthritis. So You can oh. die of arthritis? I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I, I guess he could have like, and I guess the medication was making him immunocompromised. So, hmm. but I have another friend who has Rona and his whole family has Rona and they're all, they're all doing great. Well, relatively great. <laughs> He's down about not being able to taste stuff, but you know. Yeah, dude. Well, apparently Omicron doesn't give you that, but that was the worst part for me. It was completely yeah. bizarre and food became an unenjoyable yeah. chore for about a month. Yeah, totally. I was, was going to go over to their house for Christmas, but that's not happened. Well, so are Man. you boxed out of Christmas now or do you, what's going to happen? I'm probably going to 
talk with my family on Zoom. Um, what? For yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, I do want to at least go back once because my grandparents are in their 90s. So, hmm. I mean, I want to go back once, but, you know, once once they're once they're gone, I'm kind of be like, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm busy this year. Yeah, can't talk. Hmm. Well, good for you. It, it's not <sighs> easy to uh, just pack up and start a new life elsewhere. But, you know, so yeah. a lot but of these did. states are absolutely forcing the issue. So congratulations on, on taking that leap. But uh, my my main question was, as I have moved, I am very culture i was i was raised very culturally left you know my family was not religious they weren't necessarily not they weren't necessarily raised me atheist but there was not really any religion thing in our household um and i was wondering what are your what do you have any advice on becoming culturally more conservative because you know now that i've moved i'm like okay now i need to go find a husband this mm. is probably more for blonde than for man yeah uh any more any advice on like uh how to change yourself is that what you're saying i guess how to change myself because i know i know both of you have have you know you've gotten families in the past a uh, few years and you've done a lot of stuff and i know to a certain extent you just kind of have to buckle down and try but is yeah. there any advice you would have for that and as well as just like getting to know the right people in a new place all my coworkers are kind of lip shits as well so Oh man, I don't know. I kind of feel like if you just exercise it in your life, that the people will come to you. That's not super helpful, is it? No, not. But it's it's okay. I'm kind of like, going on that. I don't know. These little the left calls them dog whistles. They totally are. But if you can drop those things in the conversation, like you'll get you'll get people coming back to you. Like yeah. calling people Karens. <laughs> that for some reason. People, if people recognize that, then they probably have a good amount of right-wing internet knowledge. No, that's black vernacular. Let's not get yeah. it confused. Do you have any other suggestions? Why am I? I I'm I surprised know. you didn't go with the church angle. I know that you said that oh, you yeah. didn't grow up with church at all, but but have you church. considered it just for you know whether or not you Looked are? Into it yeah, a little bit. Um, I haven't really decided. You know, when it comes to like Christianity, there's so many denominations. I've kind of yeah. been like, I guess I'd probably go Catholic because of my family. Um, I think. My my grandpa's family was very Irish Catholic, so someone gave the advice oh, to go with what you yeah. genetically, yeah, like go with what genetically predisposed you, like your last thing. And I think oh, the only thing I would say, and I know that you know, I take it with a grain of salt because I'm coming at this from the male perspective, um, but uh, and this may this might be a step ahead because you're of course looking to to meet people, and the but what I would say is when you do meet prospective men. Um, don't, don't waste time. Be very clear about what it is that you're looking for. I assume that you're looking for some kind of traditional family arrangement. Uh, you can yes. you tell me, but don't, don't waste time getting to that conversation because yeah. if you, the, the longer you put it off, um, the more time you're wasting, you'll realize later, well, we're not on the same page there. And, and sometimes it's tempting to worry. Will I scare somebody away by being too serious up front? The people who are scared away should be scared away. Those are the yeah. wrong guys. Mm -hmm. So, um, if you, if you, if you find somebody who is, uh, is suitable, get to those conversations yeah. quicker like, rather right, than right later. Away. That's all like, I would say. I, everybody's like, oh, I don't want to scare the guy. It's like, yeah. well, if he doesn't want to have a family then what's the fucking point? Yeah, exactly. Mm. How old yeah, are you? I'm like, I'm like, uh, oh, I'm 21. Oh, girl. Oh, wow. So you yeah, got, so I, I do you got have a good little bit of chunk time. of time. Yeah. Yeah. But not like wasting my twenties time. Good. Yeah. I mean, take like a 
few years to find the yeah. right person. I Take think two years, my- not 10. Yeah, you, I think the women in my family start to hit the wall around 27. At least that's <laughs> when my mom stops sleeping around. <laughs> Dude, that is oh, when yikes. the switch flips for women. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, whenever yeah. I have friends, uh, I hear about friends in, in dating relationships and saying, um, oh, you know, my girlfriend says she doesn't want kids. How old is she? 26? Yeah, talk to me in two years. In two years, yeah. And let She'll me hear like, about no, how she doesn't want kids. Yeah, yeah, totally. But you're, you know, I'm on board with like the have seven kids and I, and I want to get into religion. The problem is I feel like very imposter syndrome. Whenever I go to a church, I'm like, um, I feel like if you're only at church to, 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 for your own interests, do you really deserve to be at church? Maybe, maybe not, but I don't think there's anything wrong going in with a genuine open mind and being there for the community. I I think that a broad purpose of church is the community aspect in addition to the spiritual and the theological. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're not trying to do anything deceptive. You're there for the right reasons. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, but of course I'm not a spokesperson for the church. Yep. Any, anything that gets you there. If you believe Jesus is the son of God and then you're there for the right reason. Yeah, I remember they're like, oh, yeah, as long as you believe, you know, Jesus was was there to was like, you know, you know, I get like died to, you know, take your sins away. And, and I get that part. But at the same time, it's like you sound like a used car salesman. This is hard. <laughs> well, good luck to you. You're even if you have some um, unclarities, you are well ahead of, of me and um, and Blonde would probably say the same. We were not thinking these things at 21. At least I wasn't. So you have uh, plenty of time to to put your life on the right course here. And it's good to hear that you're doing that. Yes. Uh, thank you. And I guess I'll let I yeah, good, whoever's next come in. Good luck. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. It's great talking to you. And Thanks. not happy holidays. Yeah, thank do, you. don't do that bullshit. <laughs> thank you. <sighs> See ya. I, I, at the point where I do kind of cringe or get annoyed when people say that to me. And happy holidays. Yeah. We had some people mention go into Walmart or Target and just do a mental audit of what the what the season's wishes are around you and how many are totally non-denominational slash just happy holidays generic stuff versus how many specific Christmas references there will be. You kind of forget that I, I, you know people people say that the war on Christmas stuff is bullshit. There has been, there's certainly been an increased deletion of Christmas references over time. I think that's yeah. undeniable. Yeah, but I'm I'm also starting to think that this whole Christmas thing is kind of bullshit. Hmm. This can't. I mean, I, it's good to spend time with your family. Um, yeah. And I think the act of gift giving, I, I like that too. But it has really descended, or maybe it's always kind of been this consumer driven thing. Yeah, that's fair. Next caller is Anon. Anon, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hi. What's on your mind? Oh, I uh, missed the last conversation because um, I had you muted. But um, just curious if you guys ever consider like doing a religion segment on your show. Hmm. We can um, share what very little we know. Yeah. The thing is, I, I, like anything else, I would have to commit a, a bulk of time to it to make it worthwhile because I... Uh, if I were to do it right now, I would be shooting from the hip and making up nonsense. So I'd have to read scripture or um, consume some sort of lesson. I we have some you'd... serious blind spots in terms of our uh, historical and biblical knowledge that become quite apparent when we talk to each other about this stuff on the stream. <laughs> so I don't even know that we would be 
that we would be good at this. We're not authorities on this. I like, I'm barely Catholic. I go to church and everything, but like, if you it ask would, me about any story in the Bible, I'll just look at you dumbfounded because it would have to be like a person. personal journey thing, as opposed to here's a lesson from us about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. But that's I think that's that's what I don't want to speak in generational terms, but that's what your generation needs. Like you need to go on the yeah. journey and then take your audience with you, and then make a kind of a conversation between you and your audience. Yeah, but what about the gripes? I don't want to shit all over the Catholic Church, but I am struggling with some stuff. It's like talking well, badly about your spouse or something to your parents. There's no going back on that, you know? I don't want to <laughs> dish all the dirt on the, on the Catholic Church. Well, yeah, there was a priest that told me once, he asked, why do you think Jesus made Judas apostle? Never thought about that before, but the reason, he said, was to prepare people for bad priests and bad bishops, hmm. basically bad people yeah. in the Catholic Church. So well, you're going to um, have those bad people. Right. Why, why do you, what brings your interest to this? Are you someone who's on a journey yourself or do you consider yourself pretty solidly persuaded or what's, what's your own perspective? Well, I was brought up Protestant and I converted to the Catholic faith when I was 22. Hey, that's hmm. the correct choice. And, well, and I try to get people not to speak of it in like terms of correct and incorrect, but what's true <laughs> and what isn't. <laughs> Because that's because yeah. because when you talk about correct and incorrect, it's me versus you. Whereas right. if you can get people to say, okay, what's true? Because I teach some. Normally, I don't get your call-in show because I'm teaching confirmation on Wednesday nights. Oh hmm. wow, that's but so cool. I, what I try to get the kids to do is, you know, you ask them, well, what should you believe? And the only things worth believing are things that are true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely if it's not true. You shouldn't believe it. Yeah. And, and that's what brought me back to the Catholic Church, although I have taken a little shine to orthodoxy lately because this no pope thing really appeals to me. So I wonder if maybe I've chosen wrong. Uh, have you read Timothy Ware's The Orthodox Church? Mm -mm. If you want to learn more about orthodoxy, that's the book, Timothy Ware or The, the Orthodox Church. But I considered orthodoxy too. What but was the problem that. Okay. Yeah, tell me. I'm, I'm just. the. The issue that people have with religion isn't God, it isn't Jesus, it's authority. Mm. Who has it and who wants it? Who has it is God, but who wants it is us. Yeah. I think that's the biggest issue people have with the Pope is he is an authority, and that's why he's probably the most hated figure in pop culture. Right, right. <laughs> Well, that's, but, that's just my suggestion because I look – I mean they say that the, the Zoomers are the most depressed, the most anxious generation out there. And I think this is part of the reason is because their parents dropped the ball. They're the first generation to be just absolutely secular religion whatsoever. Yeah, right, they're secular right. and they, they have nowhere to turn. That's true, but there are but, a lot of good cultural Zoomer things going on like um, there's uh, less premarital sex. And then their despondency is also kind of throwing them into – the path of seeking truth and religion. Yeah, it's it's so interesting I think that we're going to see something different. Yeah. That that rebellion is a return to traditionalism in many ways. Right. So, yeah, I, it, it's I definitely. Can a, I recommend a book for Matt? Sure. Yeah. Because you were talking, I think it was last. Was it Sunday night on the tail end of the show? You were talking about why you you come to believe that there's a God, and mm -hmm. you talked about the moral truth out there. There's a book, it's about 100 and, what, 160 pages, it's called Relativism. Okay. Then the subtitle is Feet, 
firmly planted in midair. Let me and see if I can find it here. Co-authored by Francis Beckwith and Gregory Kukul, I think the name is. K-O-U-K-L. Uh, yeah, even your audience. I've, I've even found if you it get here. your audience to read that book. Like that what, puts, uh, okay, so... Puts so it, it puts a name. It just kind of spells it out exactly what you're feeling, and he puts it in book form. Okay. It's, read it back you know, in 2000, so it's probably an older book. It's old now, like me. Yeah, I mean, if this uh, is um, my big question, I think that I was getting at in that super chat was um, the, the the existence of an objective moral framework. I'm convinced on how to connect that to the specific stories of the Bible or any other specific religious teaching is where I get a little bit confused or I don't see the link. Is is this a book that would help me address those questions? I think it would. Okay. You could go to what is it? Thrift Books is where I've been buying my books cheap now. You can probably pick it up for a couple bucks. But yeah, it's it me, looks like it's. I, I see it on Amazon here. It looks like it's immediately available. Yeah, yeah, but I go to Thrift Books instead of Amazon. You yeah, yeah. A better deal. I'm just I'm just trying to see if I can acquire it in general. You know. Sure. Yeah. And if you like watching, I know your time. Both of you have kids now, so your time to watch YouTube is shorter than it used to be. But if you ever like Trent Horn. YouTube does mm-hmm. an awesome job, and he's got a show on Catholic uh, Catholic Answers strictly for atheists. Atheist call-in show. Oh, cool! Oh, yeah. So if you consider yourself an atheist, and you want to try to stump him. He's very calm. Wish I had his demeanor. But he basically, yeah, he does a great job bringing people to connect those dots. Okay. Well, I will Blonde, look into it. I got a video yeah. for you. I know my time is about up. Blonde, sure. your video. YouTube is by Tim Gray. Tim Gray. E-R-A-Y. Okay. He does a segment, uh, he did a video called Religionless Christianity. It's about the idea these, the younger people want to use, you know, I'm religious. I'm spiritual, but not religious. Okay. I and will it, put it, it in it my is 50, It is 52 minutes. You can watch it as you will. But I okay. think those two things be good both uh, for you and your audience. And, watch uh, later. Well, thank you for, uh, yeah, thank you for the insight and thanks for calling in and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. You too. Have a great night. Good luck. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, we can get another one before the bottom of the hour here. Mean Steve is up next. Steve, you there? Hey, Matt. Hey, Blonde. Merry Christmas. Well, thank you. Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. What's on your mind? Oh, man. How much time you guys got? (laughs) Uh, Three, four minutes. Okay, so I'm going to talk as fast as I can. <laughs> uh, I, so we talked about my racist grandma last time. I still got a few oh, more yeah. things uh, going down the list here. Okay. Uh, one that is actually a little little while ago, but uh, it's been relevant, maybe uh, worth talking about. A previous job I had, uh, I actually worked with the CDC on a project, and it was kind of hilarious how, I mean, I guess it's kind of anecdotal. CDC is a huge organization, and I'm like just one guy at a small company working with them, but it's pretty hilarious how like incompetent they were. <laughs> Go <laughs> on. With, you like, don't say. <laughs> yeah. Right. Shock yeah. of all shock. Like also another news, water, wet, still wet. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what, so uh, okay. About, so can you describe what the kind of job or what the task was or what was the, spe- what were the specifics of this arrangement? 
Sure. So uh, the last position I had was uh, I was working for a robotics like automation company. So we mm -hmm. did a lot of like pharmaceutical R&D, like liquid handling, pick and placing type, uh, like kind of lab automation stuff, like the like, kind of behind the scenes. They always show like these conveyors on like the news and they talk about the vaccine, right? And like these robots spinning round and round and like mixing yeah. liquids and stuff. So that was kind of where I was at doing like the mechanical, electromechanical design work with that. Okay, so um, you had to build the robots for the CDC? Is that what you're saying? Well, basically, yeah. So we were wow. being contracted with them. Yeah, to like you're going to build project. the Terminator machines that are going to come arrest people and put them yes. in the quarantine camps, dude. Yes, what? don't say that out loud. What are you doing? <laughs> quit. All right. Well, I quit. I quit my job oh. already, so it's good. All right. All right. <laughs> so okay. I have no idea what's going so, on. I can't warn anybody. <laughs> But you know the Oh yeah, early... maybe you shouldn't have quit. Get that job back. Yeah, maybe that we need maybe we do need a saboteur in that one. Yeah. Okay, you're right. so you're building robots for the CDC. What was the incompetence that they showed? So, yeah, so we would meet with them periodically. We'd talk about like, you know, classic like here's the outline of the project, here's like the goals, here's what we're looking for, you know, uh, right, the initial uh, initial concept, right? And then, oh, we'll meet back in you know a couple weeks. We'll touch base. We'll see where we're at, right? Every time we touched base with them, it was like they like lost all their notes. They had like no idea what was going on. They didn't have any of their deliverables to meet. I was just like, Wait, this is the CDC. Like, what are we, what are we doing? Yeah, of course. They're, <laughs> they're not accountable. Like, I don't know. They... It's good money. Like, what, yeah. what's that? Sorry. Well, yeah, they're not accountable. They just have bags of public cash to enrich themselves and, and probably to throw at companies like yours. So yeah, yeah. they just happen to be they're 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 just a bunch of jackasses who happen to get that job and they're protected by uh, their lack of market accountability and probably by really sweet public union contracts. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. like at first I thought the first meeting I'm, I'm sitting in the, you know, whatever uh, conference room. We're like talking with them. I'm like whoa, like, this is pretty cool. Like with CDC, this is one of the bigger projects we've had. All right. And it was like every progressive meeting, I was just like, we got to meet with these fucking idiots again. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse my language. Oh, it's Susan. will have none of that. You know how she is. Yeah, Isn't right. that every uh, job though? Yeah. Yeah. But at least, I mean, it was funny how it like started at like, more. Um, yeah, probably pretty relatable across a lot of jobs, but yeah, I mean, um, that, that is, I'm sure that, these people are particularly unaccountable because of the arrangement of their of their work. But in general, anytime you meet people who you have some inflated perspective of, maybe they are really impressive. But in general, you realize no, they're, they're just disappointing. They're just people. And then, yeah. but for some reason, we think that these people with these official titles in D.C. who work in the important buildings and live in the expensive apartments, that they are beyond the limitation of human beings. No, they're not. Dumb. Every job they're I've ever had. I've always been the most incompetent person there, but that was out of laziness. And I was just always <laughs> what, astonished. Not out of femininity? No, no, laziness. Oh. Or oh, drunkenness. No. Also drunkenness. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but people generally are just, you know, not not super impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, not impressed. Uh, I was like busting my ass to like get like a whole bunch of renderings and a whole bunch of initial work done to kind of like land the deal. So when they eventually were like, Hey, yeah, we'll work with you guys on this project. I was like, sick, yo, that was like, that was me, yo, I got this. Right. And I'm like, why did I get us into this? Like, I'm so sorry. When, when did this, what, what time frame was this? Like what year? So interesting time frame. Yeah. It was like, right. I want to say maybe 
November, December, kind of right before this all started kicking off. So like 2019? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's so, even that is pretty late to have an inflated view of the CDC. What were you thinking? <laughs> You're still right, feds, just man. Spiraling from there. Just Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then so we did like pharmaceutical automation type stuff. So then, you know, as COVID was kicking up and everyone's trying to test and everyone's trying to solve the COVID crisis, you know, a lot of people are reaching out to us like, what can you do? Can you do this for us? Can you mix this, that, and this for us? So my boss was like, we're going to solve COVID. And I'm like, I quit. <laughs> it was made to be unsolvable. That, that's how you cash yeah. in. Right. I, oh, man, I was I was stuck in my apartment. I was living in New Jersey at the time. So I was just oh, stuck in my where apartment. Where in Jersey? Ah, uh, man. Uh, I was kind of bounced around a little bit. I was like in Hoboken near the city there. I used to live in Hoboken. Yeah, I mean, so I can't imagine what's left of Hoboken. It's a tiny little city where it's just bars and restaurants. So that's all shut down by decree. So all of it shut down. What? What's even? Why would anybody be in Hoboken? No, I mean, like, like everything was shut down during the pandemic. So I can't imagine any of those bars or restaurants still exist. Survived, I, I got out yeah. of there. I got out of there. Like, uh, when was that? I'm mean, August, maybe. I stayed probably too long, but. Hmm. I was nice. just like, I'd wake up, roll over to my little office in my nice apartment, and I would work fucking all day long, and then I would go to bed, and then I'd wake up, and I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, you're in like yeah. a weird self-imposed prison almost. It might be nice, uh, nicer than <clears throat> your typical bars and concrete, but um, it, it's weird. Right. It's got to be a weird situation like that to live like you that. You know, like, Hoboken is the most alcoholic city in the country. Hmm. Yes, I believe that. <laughs> well, we got to let you go, man. But thanks for calling in. And, All right. Um, yeah. Hey, appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. And if Enjoy. you get any uh, CDC intel on the robot project, send it my way. I want to know. Yeah, um, no, I think I cut all of those ties. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. All right. Yep. Well, thanks, man. Have a good night. Adios. Okay. We are due for a break. No, we're not. Yeah. Time flies. Let me see here. We're good on D Live. Thank you guys for hanging out over there. Over on um, Tippy Stream, Incompetent Hand says there are two groups one that knows women and children should be protected, and one that wants the government to label groups as protected, which they define as not straight white men uh, while openly denigrating straight white men. Makes you think. Uh, yeah, yeah. As in what is, what is behind this, uh, what appears to be intentional targeting. Uh, I'm certainly worried about the maligning of the straight white male. That's, that's the one group that's fashionable to be, uh, bigoted against as they would say. But these days I'm more worried about the maligning of the unvaccinated. If I had to guess what group is more likely to face, um, uh, serious oppression of like the, 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 the old school state imposed, lock you up, kick down your door type stuff. I'm not saying that the the um, overall rejection of the straight white male in the workforce and all the places where that sort of discrimination exists doesn't matter. But but I worry about a a, a genuine police force against the unvaccinated with a lot it's of the rhetoric that's coming out. I kind of welcome it, though. I feel like I'm better on the back foot. Hmm. So I'm like, all right, come at me. <laughs> Although against institutional power, we're not going to be able to do very much. Will they apply the hierarchy of uh, intersectionality to the unvaccinated? Like, is an unvaccinated straight white male worse than, right. uh, I don't know, a, a gang member of color unvaccinated in Chicago? I guess we should start transitioning 
to the opposite genders, right? Well, you're you at least have female. I, I'm screwed. I gotta. I don't. I gotta become a tranny. I gotta be gay. I gotta convert races. Female. Somehow. That I'm, I'm white. It doesn't matter. But you still have more points than I do. You get just, just barely. It's one notch. Yeah. Maybe I could. I could work that point one percent Asian. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Over on. Uh, whoops. Let me open up D Live here. Uh. C2K has a long chat here. It says, sorry about my absence the last two weeks. My kiddo went to the doctors, not for Koof stuff, uh, who said that she has, uh, she had to have the, or she should have the jab. She said, no, she didn't want it. It was her choice, uh, not uh, my decision. And they tried to give it to her anyway, saying it was something else. So I guess they tried to, this is what I was worried about. You know, it's, uh, are they going to try to trick, trick you? There were certain um, when you have a newborn, there are vaccinations in play for parents and for the newborn. I try to be rational about these decisions. And so where vaccinations were administered, I'm thinking, bitch, did you check that one really, I really know. close? It's making me sound really <laughs> paranoid. Um, yeah. But my next kid, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but no vaccines. You're just going all natural. I didn't do that. I mean, I, 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 I there, I, we, took vaccines ourselves and gave our kid vaccines that I think are yeah, rational decisions to make. Yeah, but we didn't know shit make. then. We have no excuses next time. I didn't know that yeah. uh, several of the vaccines that I've had and gave to my daughter were from aborted fetal cell lines. I didn't know. That's true. I took I a didn't... flu vaccine when I was pregnant. And that mm. wasn't that long ago. Fucking idiot. I, I suppose I did not vet. I don't know the status of, of that for the stuff that I vetted. So that would be something that's worthwhile to check in on. But but yeah, it's... um. Anyway, back to the chat. Uh, I've, I've been worried about the exact same thing where they, they tell you they're giving you one thing and they trick you into something else. She came and told me. Uh, so I challenged the doctor who tried to claim confidential despite her being stood next to me. So I've been and then it cuts off. Um, C2K. No. If there are, uh, we will have to return to the story later. Maybe he's still chatting at the moment. Um, so, OK, so we have this. For some reason, it's I don't know what the hell's going on with D live. It's like not even. Oh, it's. My page is kind of stuck, but that's all I got from C2K at the moment. We're going to have to come back for the conclusion of the story later. Deus Ex Machina Prime as well. Thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate that. And uh, we're good over here on those two. Sir Garforth says, did you hear about Bob's Burgers? The guy who plays Jim Pe- Jimmy Pesto got fired for allegedly taking part in the January 6th insurrection. It's a good show, but the cast are obnoxiously progressive. Oh, no. I heard about the guy. I've never liked the show uh, personally. I've watched... Mm, maybe under 10 episodes of it. It's, it's not for me, hmm. but I did hear about the guy who was supposedly part of January 6th. Yeah. There's um there's a place in Bozeman called burger Bob's. It's a long time. It's not Bob's burgers and it's older than the show Bob's burgers. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, long Dong John says, uh, hope you have Mary Omicron miss guys. Have you canceled your Christmas family get together yet? Like dear leader Fauci has ordered. Yeah, I just saw that today. Um, no, did I he not, say that obviously. you're supposed to, you're supposed to cancel. No, you're supposed to uninvite fa- unvaccinated people. Ah, Oh, sounds like a great way to keep the family together. Good luck. Yeah, really? Um, Austin Olson says my 36 and a half week pregnant wife and I came down with a Chinese connection infection. I got the mm. J&J jab in October. However, we're having the same symptoms. Mom and baby are doing great. Otherwise, that sucks. 
Sorry to hear 36 that. 36 and a half weeks. That's right there. That's, I mean, that could be any day, really. Yeah. That's when I gave birth. Um, that sucks for Congratulations. her because not because the baby is going to be fine, but because she's going to be so tired when she's pushing. Mm. You really yeah. need all that energy. I was so tired after it was like, like climbing a giant mountain or something. I'm sure. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's gotta be an insane physical effort. Yeah. Trucker Chris, Merry Christmas from the Kevin Flanagan fan club. Oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> That's right. Merry Christmas. And um, happy Austin name. Olson. I also want to add that I got the jab because I'm in the military. And my unit was hinting at dishonorable discharges for the unjabbed. I hear ya. I hear ya. They've started the discharges, by the way. I think they backed off the dishonorable. Yeah. I think you can still get a discharge on. I forget how many different versions are. There's honorable, like uh, less than honorable or something like that. There's dishonorable. It doesn't matter. If you can't collect your pension, you're totally fucked. Yeah, they, I do know they're doing that. They're severing a lot of benefits. I don't know about retirement packages, but I know like uh, GI Bill is apparently off the table in some of these discharges. It's just outrageous. I mean, it's like those were not the, t- well, I mean, that was not the general premise or the terms at the time that person signed the contract. Although I'm sure there is some language in the contract that says we reserve the right to jab you with whatever the hell we want during yeah. your enlistment. There probably is that language. Um, every time my husband's done a deployment, they just like give him mandatory rounds of doxycycline hmm. and other antibiotics and like all sorts of stuff. Uh, and you just have to take it. <laughs> He's not even it. sick, but they just they pump him full of ant- antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Weird. Hmm. Um, the data digest last one for right now. I might not make the call today. Blonde, you're beautiful and sunny as always. Matt, beautiful background as always. Merry Christmas, you two. No <laughs> simp. I will ban you, Data Digest. But thanks. You can simp for my background all you want. Yeah, I appreciate really. that. Thank you. Uh, we'll we will. Uh, um, I'll have to just circle back with we'll you. Circle back to your chats later on in the show. Let's try again with Abby. Abby, are you there? Hello. Hear me? Ah. Uh, yeah. What's on your mind? Oh, hey. <laughs> I was I was just uh, shooting the shit with uh, Barry, gay Barry. Hey, uh, not gay Barry. Yeah, not gay Barry. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Hi. to you. Merry Christmas. Um. Yeah. So, apart from Merry Christmas, uh, I, I'm your uh, resident. Uh, what is it? Um, Black Puerto Rican expat in Chile. That's right. Yeah, I remember. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I I warned you, and thankfully, it never got to that. To that, I warned you about um, uh, BLM or rather Antifa, where they where they not only not only do you have to stop your car, you have to get out and dance. It never got to that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. In the U.S., although I have seen several road blockades where they that's happened in Portland many times where people are trying to drive through and they just they set up a blockade and they've ripped people out of their cars. They've uh, had all sorts of physical altercations on that basis. But I've never seen never seen the forced dancing. That one has yet <laughs> to be seen. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, yeah. Let's hope it doesn't get to. I don't, I don't think it will. I think. uh I don't know, man. What do you what do you all think is going on with this? It looks like it looks like uh, with this covid worldwide covid regime, it looks like it's going into tactical retreat. You, you, oh, you think so? You think that the that they're actually oh, pulling no, back? Wait, tactical retreat is, is let's say me and you are fighting ah, and then you run away down a dark alley and I chase I you. 
And there's your five friends with baseball bats. Got you. I see what you're saying. So, okay. Well, here's what's got me a little bit tinfoily. Not that it's out of the norm to go onto Twitter and see what's supposedly trending and see a bunch of propaganda bullshit put up by the people running Twitter. But the last 24 hours or so, number one thing in the what's happening tab of Twitter, the Great Reset is the World Economic Forum's proposal for post-COVID economic recovery. Reuters and the BBC report. Oh, oh, the Great Reset sounds great. It's all it's just recovery. I can't wait. That is not an organic trend. Why are they trying to placate people about the Great Reset? Uh, what's going on with that? I think the, the operative term there is post-COVID. <laughs> yeah. Post-COVID. That's the operative term. So so what's what's next? Um, I, I think especially blonde. Um, both of you have said, but especially blonde has said, um, dude, you guys need to be brave. You need to be brave. <laughs> Culture precedes politics, right? Mm-hmm. Where I'm at, uh, look, where I'm at, um, wearing a mask out, wearing a mask outside of your house is law. Yeah, I don't wear a mask. No, uh, I'm in Chile, in the entire country, it's illegal to walk around without a mask. Thank God they don't really enforce it, but I don't wear it anyway. Well, if I have to go to the bank, I'll wear it. To get into the supermarket, I'll wear it. But I'm pulling that shit down once I get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how um, how uh, common is mass compliance? Like when you walk around in the bank or at the grocery store or even outside, no, no, how many people are actually wearing them? Everyone's got it on the freaking bank. But we're, we're I, I live in a small town. I live mm-hmm. about um, an hour and a half away uh, from from the capital. And it's about 50 percent. Wow. It's about 50 percent. And, and it, it's, it, it just drives me nuts because, dude, it's been like 90 degrees. Yesterday was summer solstice here, right? Yeah. Dude, it's been 90 degrees, and, and they have really, Chileans generally, have very little uh, heat tolerance. They're, really? They're cold winter. Well, yeah. It's it's, uh, got the, uh, it's it, mountainous. It's the Andes yeah. or whatever are down it's there, the, right? It's the, and, yeah. it's the Andes Mountains. Um, it has the longest coast uh, along the Pacific. Point yeah. being, these people are freaking drowning. So if I have to, yeah, like, you know, I don't know, wait a minute, you know they're, they're drowning in sweat, and I make eye contact, and I'm like, Yeah, it's like it's like you're walking around in a down jacket in the 90 degree weather for your health. I saw a great this was another great piece of propaganda the other day. Did you know that wearing a mask is actually good for your health because it preserves moisture around your mouth, which in turn hydrates you more. You get more. You get more water vapor in through the air that you this is what this is what was seriously presented. You get more water vapor in the air that you're breathing, which in turn keeps you better hydrated. For, for your health. It, it, it's such a common sense point. Was it Dave Collins said way early on in this, if human beings were supposed to have masks, we would have evolved yeah, with masks. With masks on our face. Yeah. We didn't for a reason. They, they, they give me low key panic attacks. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I just can't. I just can't. Hey, um, blonde. I sent you like a month ago on, on, on telegram. I sent you a song. I'll, I'll dedicate it to the both of you. Um, no agenda. Episode thirteen eighty in the, in the, the the final segment. Right? If you go oh, to the okay. No Agenda website, the final. The, a month yeah, ago, no, you you'll said? fucking love it. You'll fucking love it. You'll 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 dig it. I dedicate that. Song Wait, who to are you on Telegram? The uh, Abby, I think. Hold on, I'll tell you. 
Uh, I'll send it to you again. Okay. Oh, there you are. You're a black asshole. <laughs> I'm going to send that to you and make sure it's you. Okay. Oh, you're a black Puerto Rican asshole. That's right. Come on. There Come we on. go. <laughs> All right. Um, we got to let you go, but any final thoughts before we do? Yeah, sure. Yep, yep. That's me. Black <laughs> I'm okay. glad that the communication uh, has been established. Yeah, yeah. Final thought. Final thought. Um, uh, God put this on my heart for you, man. Okay. Um, and let's, uh, Blonde, who is the, in, in the Bible, who is the bride of Christ? Hello? <laughs> so, uh, well, we can't hear you the connection's been lost this is like lost. Kamala with Charlemagne uh, hello can hello. you hear me can you hear me this is in Revelation did we actually lose him or can Abby, you hear me can... holy shit I can I'm... hear you okay yeah I can hear you but I think you stumped you stumped blonde is all okay well, well, okay I'm reading about blonde, it now who's the bride of Christ uh, when John saw the bride of Christ had made herself ready, this come on, give, give me a short answer. <laughs> Shut up. Short answer: The bride of Christ, the bride of Christ is the church. Ah, okay, good. Uh. The, reason, the, reason, the reason I'm wait, the reason I say there's a word for you, Matt, is because it's not the sh- it's not the sugar baby of Christ, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you, you, it's it's not. Yeah, you're. If if you're the bride, you get all the benefits. You get the good neighbors. You get the you, you get all the wealth. You get eternal salvation. But that's not the point. The point is you love your man. And who's the man? Christ. Hmm. Seek him and you'll find him. Well, I, I certainly keep an open mind, you know. I'm not I, I don't uh, Catholic. Um yeah, they're mad Catholic. They're mad Catholic. They're like ninety five percent Catholic. Really? I'm not. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts, man. Merry Christmas and five percent of the population. Yeah. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas, aka, um, you know, Happy Jesus Christ birthday. All right. Have a great night. Appreciate it. You too. Ciao. Okay. Next up is Orwell's ghost. Orwell, you there? Hey. Yes, I am. How are you? What's on your mind? Uh. Well, not much. I, I didn't really, I didn't think I was going to get in tonight, so I just wanted uh-huh. to call. Yeah, everybody's doing. How's uh, how's uh, everybody's Christmas plans coming along? Well, um, I, I'm going to have to text my parents and tell them Dr. Fauci says they can't come over. I They're know. supposed to come over tomorrow. Yeah, my um, parents don't give a shit about him. So, what's the date? Is today the twenty second? Twenty second, yeah. Dude, I I, I talked I talked to my dad about that the other day. He said I survived Vietnam in a heart attack. You think I give a fuck what some like Lilliputian Italian says about yeah. like yeah. <laughs> my my health? No, I'm fine. Well, I I love that you perspective got- on life too. It's the same thing. I remember that Vietnam vet at the uh, Star Wars store in Washington who yep. was standing up to that transgender city council person and saying like, "I fought in Nam. I don't give a shit about any of this." Yeah, and yeah. um and yeah, there's something to be said like when you've when you've been through some of the worst horrors that a human being can. Uh, there's a there's a strength in that in that obviously you're not going to overreact to a bunch of bullshit like this. It's yep. uh, we're too soft, you know, and I don't know that we all need a nom experience necessarily, but uh, we need something, something to restore our uh, our manhood, our willingness to stand up to even just mild threats with yeah. any degree of confidence. Well, it's it's 
Yeah, it's. It, I I have the fortunate experience of having older parents. Yeah, and they lived through they lived through a fairly I would say a slightly difficult time of the the early fifties. But on top of that, you've got the rela- reality that is there is an external consequence to being alive. You know, there's an external like threat to being alive. Yeah. And I think that's what that's what a lot of people are not understanding. Yeah. Is like, yeah. There, there's a there's a constant threat to being alive. And and we've become so. We've become so third century Roman and fourth century yeah. Roman that, 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 that we're sitting around and we're thinking, oh, well, we just we're just so safe. And it's like, eh, OK, what's your fucking point? Yeah, you know? yeah I, I like the way you phrase that because safety itself is um, in its purest sense is unnatural. Right. Um, we've never no, enjoyed. No, it's, it's, yeah. The degree of safety safe, that we safe, do now. Yeah. In, insecurity and, and frankly, you know, danger. It, that's that's the reality of human nature. And I mean, I, this is probably the heroism in me, but I, I, I just. There's something about Tom Cruise in Far and Away, like that, that last scene in the film where he like holds out the pike and he says, you know, this land is mine, mine by destiny, because he's been like, you know, just fighting for that the whole time. And there, there, and there's a lot of romanticism to that, but yeah, there's it's it's life is scary. It's very dangerous, and yeah, you know, no, nobody nobody seems to understand that anymore. They 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 think that like by virtue of you know America, we're safe, and it's like no, that's <laughs> that's never been how it works. <laughs> yeah, the the life that we all live now is the anomaly of history, where. Right. We just go to the grocery store. We live in nice, clean communities with uh, a whole bunch of nice neighbors around us. All of that, never really thinking about your survival on a daily basis and taking your survival as bizarre, uh, taking it for granted. That is um, that is something that very few in history have ever experienced. And and we act as though any any deviation from that means that that we have to halt our life entirely as opposed to we will return to that one way or another. No, and if I can, if yeah, and if I can take another second, it's like if you yeah. stretch, if you stretch the totality of time out in, into like like a tape measure, right? And you say, well, you know, let's let's call it like a standard tape measure, which is like you know forty feet or forty five feet or something like that. And it's like how how long is human life? And it's like it's this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then you say, how long is life without slavery? And yeah. it's like. It's it's like a fucking inch of the entire tape measure, right? And, 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 and it still exists today in a lot of places too. Right, it's, you know, right. And and, yeah. and similarly, it's like what is life where people live on more than like two dollars a day? And yeah. again, it's like an inch. Yeah. So so people don't make their white pills where they want them, and 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 there are plenty of them. And you don't have to have you don't have to sit around and black pill yourself about how shitty America is. You can, you can sit back and say, we're divided by two oceans. If there's going to be a problem, it's going to be between Americans and we don't have to worry about China or Europe fucking around with us. So like, yeah, I never worry about external threats and people think I'm crazy about it, but I'm just like, we have so much to deal with domestically. What's the point? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But 
people think people think blonde that you worry about like I think you probably need to articulate that better because they don't understand what you're saying when you're so when you are so black peeled because you are you, you need to articulate yeah. that a little better because people don't want to get conquered by China and they don't want to get conquered by you know, Europe, not that, that would happen because, you know, they're all French and they're all a bunch of pussies, but like they don't want to get conquered by China. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. they definitely don't want that. So, but that's, that's my two cents. I don't want to take any more of your guys' time. I, I had a, I had a nice time tonight and I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. You too. Yeah. Well, thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Absolutely. You guys have a good one. I mean, that's the reason I'm so blackpilled. If we rally together to fight some kind of impending foreign threat, I think I would be more optimistic about our prospects. Yeah. But we have no, we're not united. We don't, we're not a united front. And so that's what makes it bleak. Having yeah, domestic th- problems is bleaker. I think for someone who doesn't fully understand, um, I think that, that you and I share a vision for the future that maybe isn't, perfectly similar but it's similar enough that we could share a country together when you talk about like yeah um when you talk about sort of hoping for collapse or the collapsitarian themes the end point is not rubble and ashes the end point is building something that is 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 a society worth having worth protecting worth defending and i think one of our ideas probably align similarly enough on that front so it's um but I the understand the perspective uh, is yeah. rooted in like the the absolute inevitability of the collapse of this country, and so the waiting it's the waiting is psychologically damaging to people. Yeah, Watching you, people fall into drug addiction and and buy yeah. by all this COVID nonsense. This is you know in society kind of kind of stuff. I would rather live through the collapse and start rebuilding something so that my daughter has hope. Yeah, exactly. If you think about this, uh, I, I'm not sure that I agree with that outlook entirely, uh, entirely. But if you think about it in terms of a relationship where you have a dead end, dysfunctional uh, relationship with someone right. you're dating or something. Yeah. Is it correct to allow it to rot and deteriorate um, when you know that that's the direction it's heading? Or is it correct to say, listen, this needs to be severed and we need to start building something better tomorrow instead of yeah. five years from now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just frustrating. I I just don't really see any way that we could resurrect the America that I believed in growing up, if that ever was was even real. I think it's, I think certainly the idea is real. Uh, The idea, but the idea that it's going to be achieved through the system as it's been perverted now and with the cooperation of people who fundamentally don't agree with it or believe yeah. in it, man, I I believe in the foundation of this country and the system of this country enough to want to hold those strings together. But it, it's That's, really no, hard to. Yeah. Was it? Did it ever manifest authentically? Or have we always, has, has the rot been baked into the cake? Has it always been this way? And then that's the realization that I've come to. It's like, well, I always believed in these founding principles, but they were never fully demonstrated if we were able to come to a collapse within, you know, for sure 300 it was, years. It, it, I think it was a perversion over time of too much surrender to the federal government in general. Yeah. Uh, basically, all the faults that we face are, are centralization of power. 
um, so depressing that, that we've placed into the central into the into the federal government and and lost a lot of our our freedoms within our own states and our freedoms yeah. to vote with our feet if we don't like what our states are doing. Yeah, I think that's true. the biggest yeah. problem. So if, if we could start over and say, no, really, these are the limitations of federal power. That's this it. This time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get but it right anyway, this time. Um, okay. L- let's, uh, let's take care of the, the, the last break before the next, uh, or the, let's take care of, take, back up. Let's take care of the break that we need to take before this next segment of callers and check in with Super Chats. Oh, okay. I did get a message from a continuation. C2K who said uh, he can't, he actually can't chat anymore. He chatted too much, but he said the conclusion of the story is that he's trying to switch doctors and now seeking legal advice. So it sounds like the doctors are saying, hey, your daughter really needs to get the Rona vaccine. He's saying no. And they're trying to use certain deceptive methods to achieve that. Uh, that would be a deal breaker for me, not just Fuck for yeah. coronavirus vaccine, but if my doctor was trying to deceive me in any way, uh, yeah, I'm not going to that doctor anymore, period. End of story. So good luck with that. Uh, man, and thank this, you, man. Merry it's Christmas. It's also scary to realize that you can't trust any authority figures. That's terrifying. Well, I, y- yeah, I, I don't want to be skeptical of any doctor by default, and I certainly want any doctor to be able to earn my trust. But as we have to make more doctor's visits with um, with our son, and you know, I'm not a person who goes to the doctor regularly, I, I'm much more skeptical and critical of the things I hear them say. I'm much more attentive to every word than I otherwise would be. And any well, in the a context intervention before, thing, God, it's like the stuff that happened with my baby at her birth, and then she wasn't rolling at five months, and so my pediatrician was like, "You need to take her to." physical therapy for a year. I actually thought for like two months, I thought she had CP and then she started rolling over and everything was fine. And now uh, she's what's that? On. What's CP? Cerebral palsy. Oh. She had a really complicated birth, but like I thought my kid was brain damaged because of my overly interventionist doctor and my hypochondriasis. But you know, yeah, I, I uh, think, I think there's a lot of that. Um, that's just built into the money-making scheme behind a lot of this. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of it that just is an over-diagnosis and over-sensitivity to anybody who develops or has conditions that are even slightly outside of the norm. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Well, where are these doctors that are like, it's fine, walk it off, wait yes. a little while to see if your kid, you know, is is developmentally normal or something. Yeah. Like, that this whole freaking parents out about every little thing. Kids get sick. Stuff happens. Yeah. Uh, over on the D Live Medio. <laughs> this is a hard one to read. Mediocrities. I'm oh, going to go with yeah. that. Mediocrities. A family won't accept va- uh, Vax Pass Christmas. They are already mad over the $10 cover and two drink minimum. <laughs> it's, I, if my family told me there was a $10 cover and a two drink minimum to get into Christmas dinner, I would be happier with that than a vaccine mandate. I would say, yeah. sure, I'm happy to prov- happy to chip in for the costs of this holiday gathering. I'm not happy to submit to your medical tyranny uh, as, a, as a precondition for it, though. Um, Mediocrities also says, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah, happy hemorrhoids. Is hemorrhoids in a, a new holiday now too? Might be. Ugh. Remember, uh, nobody celebrates Kwanzaa except for Kamala Harris, who has many childhood memories of Kwanzaa, which was invented, I think, after she was born. I don't. I legitimately don't know anybody ever that has celebrated Kwanzaa, and there was inner city busing at my school growing up. So you know, I've never met a Kwanzaa celebrator. Maybe we'll yeah, hear from one because it's not fucking real. Kwanzaa doesn't exist. <laughs> Uh, I'm good on D Live. You want to check it on YouTube for a minute? 
Eric Burns Marsh, um, happy Festivus. Do you have any grievances to air? I mean, constantly. It just it's just a a slurry of grievances. That's what this show mm. is. I f- it's a really weird spot in my life because personally, I don't know that I've ever been more happy and satisfied than I am right now. Family life is great. Son is healthy. It's awesome to watch him develop in new ways every single day. Love it. And roll over. I was working on it. It's like a, we, we play in his little play set and he does his tummy time and, his, and he lays on his back and he was kind of. He was working on the rolling today, but it, it wasn't happening. No, but you want but that all of kid that, not to roll over. Everything changes. <laughs> I suppose. But, you know, as a dad, I, I want him to start doing the running around. I want him to get into a little mischief because that's dad stuff. You know, like my wife, um, all of his needs are mom stuff right now. And the yeah. dad stuff is coming. So I can't wait for that day. But it's going to take a while. But the politics of this country are the worst of my lifetime. Yeah. So I have to make a conscious effort just to really separate the two aspects of my life. I do my internet time and I do my kind of political consumption and commentary. And then I shut that off and, and I try to enjoy the yeah. family time. too. And we're so lucky that this COVID thing isn't ruining our lives on a personal level because we would not be able to separate the po- the political stuff if we yeah. lived in like Southern California or some yeah. shit. So all um, that's a long way of saying all my grievances are what we talk about on the show, the political yeah. stuff. It's it's thankfully it is not in my day to day with my family or my friends. Eric Burns, Marsh, happy. Fe- oh, I just read that one. Jonathan Mrazinski. Haven't been able to check out live shows. Congrats and Merry Christmas. It's still early nine weeks, but wife is pregnant with our first. Congrats. Always on the horizon. Love you guys. Congrats. That's awesome. Make You're in for a babies. hell of a journey. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. and as blonde will confirm. Number one lesson, women just want to, uh, speaking of uh, grievances, they just want to air their grievances. You don't have to solve yeah, don't the problems, try to solve you just things. listen, which is an art that I'm still working on. Yeah, yeah. Long Don John, Matt, just point to the super chat and tell the intersectional vaccine, Stasi, you're gay, problem solved. By the way, they already <laughs> exist in Austria. Yep. I have a whole record of uh, homoerotic super chats for you guys to uh, to check out if you would like some proof. Many of those people will probably have AIDS. Who's next? Crescentstein. On the job, I was listening to the siren song of the hobo as he destroyed the Christmas decorations of a neighboring business along my route. PD, neighboring houses just didn't care as he screamed at nothing and threw garbage. Merry Christmas from PP Poo Poo Lant. That sounds. Thank you. Um, Merry Christmas. Riddle me this, blonde. Puzzle this ruse. You can criticize whites, but. Never the blank, never the shoes. Never Careful the joggers, about the Nikes. Uh, um, never the Arabs. I, I don't know what you're getting at. You can't criticize booze. Any kind of liquor is off the table. Mm, yeah. Thanks. Tricky, as always. We're good. Okay. <laughs> Let me check in on the uh, tippy stream here before we get in any trouble. Nah. Incompetent hand says, uh, "Blonde Firefly was written about a ship uh, that the NG Enterprise, oh, Next Generation Enterprise would ignore." Okay, it's all about Wait, big what? government. Let me read this again because this is, uh, I think, this is a Star Trek reference. Firefly, this TV show that I know nothing about, yes. was written about a ship that the Next Generation Enterprise would ignore. It's all about big government versus small government. Everyone speaks Mandarin because the U.S. allied with China. And my favorite line is, 
you don't fix faith. It fixes you. Final pitch. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were telling me there's some crossover, but that's not what you're saying. I think he's saying it's like, it's kind of like Star Trek without the communist nonsense. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> and I say that as someone who do- doesn't watch Star Trek, but is there, I'm told there's communist nonsense. In it. in fact, I there think you say that. Is. It's, it's a, okay. it's a post money society. Hmm. Mike DeWine's shit eating grin says, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. We Merry Christmas it. to you as well. Uh, and um, thank you for the reference. I haven't watched Home Alone either one or two through in some time now. And once again, I should have done a Christmas movie review segment for December. I wasn't thinking. That was stupid of me. But Stupid. I, I probably asked you before, but you ever watched the third one? Mm-mm. Good God. You want to talk about ruining a movie franchise? Watch Home Alone 3. Or don't. And just trust me on how shitty it is. Is Macaulay Culkin in it? No, it's that um, I don't even know what kid that is. It's I, I forget his name, but it's God awful. And it's not just that the kid is way worse than Macaulay Culkin. It's that the criminals are way worse than uh, Joe Pesci. And what's the other guy? The curly haired dude. The criminals are awful, too. Everyone is just God awful in that movie. Uh, OK, I, I, I read that the, it. I read that the Home Alone house is up on. Uh, what's the, what's, how have I forgot the, what's the word I'm looking for? Zillow? Ben, uh, no, you, you rent somebody's Airbnb. Airbnb. Oh my God. Are you a thousand years old? <laughs> it's on Apparently, the thing with the it's, beds. It's on, and... Yeah. It's on the hotel machine or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Apparently you can rent out the home alone um, house, which I'd be very interested in if I was in Chicago or I had any interest in going to Chicago and didn't fear getting shot by yeah. walking out the door of that house. Anyway, we're all we're all set. Uh, let's catch. Uh, let's uh, hop back into the calls. We'll take those to the bottom of the hour. Mall is up first. Mall, you there? Yes, I am here. Can you hear me well? Because yeah. yes, sir. Maybe a little bit quiet, but I got you. Uh, I don't know. I got to get a new uh, headset. I can bump you up here. We got you loud and clear. Okay. So here is what I wanted to talk about because I'm surprised you didn't bring this up in the Sunday show. Hmm. Uh, did y'all see the Temple Ari the Rugged Man stuff that was going viral? Like the fight they had on the show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw I it. I saw it in our Telegram. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I um, actually saw the whole members only segment. Who was this guy? I, I don't even know. Uh, Ari the Rugged Man. He, well, he's a rapper. And he's more or less known because I, I I know about him because I used to play the Tony Hawk uh, Underground games when I was a kid. He's in that. Yeah, which he, one? His, well, well, one of his well, some of his music. Well, some of his music is in that. Yeah. What game was he in? Because I'm pretty sure I've played. Him I more. believe it was the first because I had Tony the first Ground, Underground. I, I, I had Underground two. Yeah, but I, le- I at least knew about one. I I played them both, so I had no idea who this guy was. He's well, he's a rapper uh, that old. Those games are like almost twenty years 50s. old at this point. He's in his fifties. Wow, I, I wouldn't have guessed that. Basically, but basically, um, the whole yeah, the whole that was a that was a whole thing because it was from the very get go. Even from the main main show, he was being outright disrespectful to Tim. And what was he doing? So basically what he was doing is basically, uh, so, you know, Tim is kind of a second generation mixed race, mm-hmm. and, but he, but R.A. pretty much completely dismissed that and his life experience saying that he didn't really live that 
he actually called his mom a Jesse Smollett, which was I was like, whoa. He called Tim's mom a Jesse Smollett? Yes. Why did Why? she fake what did she do? Because she he doesn't believe that he's mixed race, basically. What? Or well, and and he, uh, he but do you have to doubt like, his parents? Is, are are his parents? I guess I've never seen his parents, but Tim would Tim be the well, Jesse Smollett in that situation? Yeah, yeah. But well, here's the thing, because basically, I was on Twitter. I, I had to. I I, I have a, like a burner Twitter account, mm-hmm. but like uh, he. Uh, but everybody was like on his side, and funny enough, Vosh was actually on his side too. Say because he made a good point. It's like the, because his audience was kind of like ragging on Tim. It's like y'all are only doing that because I don't like Tim. If this was anybody else, y- y'all would be backing him. Y'all be backing him. Wow, this sounds so petty and stupid. But like, but it gets worse because uh, Ari then goes on to because because apparently they said that they made they they like how did I made made up? Yeah. Well, Ari then goes on to the Young Turks and starts completely. Oh God. Yeah, you, you pretty much go where, where that goes, and I caught a glimpse of that, and I stopped because I was like, this is. And to Chank well, and uh, Anna was calling Tim a liar and stuff. And Tim about did what about his thing. Asian heritage or something? Basically, what a, well, not okay. just his Asian heritage, his upbringing. Oh, basically, okay. saying that his basically, basically, kind of just like um, not believing uh, any of the his past life stuff. His, his South like, his Side Chicago. stories from Chicago is that what you're saying? Yeah, but yeah, oh. basically. Well, Tim today brought his sister on and basically talking about a lot of personal stuff. Okay. And if you could, you could tell that the, his sister is mixed. I don't understand why, why, what's, are they calling him a race faker or are they calling him someone who exaggerated his experience on the Chicago streets or both? I'm going to be, go for, I'm going to be honest. They were probably going for the latter, for the former. So it's just race faking. Well, not race faking, but like his experience, he is like basically R.A. was going on about how he knows his life experience better than Tim does because he's a white boy. Well, because that guy has that guy has a progressive perspective, does he not? Yeah, that's that's the only thing that matters. Everything else is he and Tim called him out of being racist and it kind of got personal. It was kind of personal. It kind of it was kind of personal to me because this is the kind of same thing that I had to deal with when I was a kid. Because hmm. uh, because I'm I'm because while my both my parents are black, uh, I do have at least one or two great grandparents that are white. Hmm. So I'm not well, completely. Black, Tim Pool yeah, doesn't look mixed race. He he is. I know he yeah. is. I'm not he questioning look, his life that, experiences. And that's, but and that's the thing. Is that, that the, pro- the is that the problem here? Because doesn't he have the same racial makeup as roaming millennial? Yeah. Isn't Tim I Korean? I thought Tim was Korean. His, uh, and she's half he's Chinese. Part, he's he's, he's yeah. part Korean. And part part Korean and, and a bit of Japanese. But yeah. Uh, wow, well, I've yeah, never cared about a story less. <laughs> than. Yeah. It is, it, 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 the only reason why I bring this up is because it was just so... It, it, it just kind of hit. It, I was. It, it was kind of like that. That whole thing. I would have. I. Tim is a bigger man than I will be. I just, that man would have been out of the house right. Yeah, there. I mean, what I saw seemed fair. Like that. The the dude totally overreacted. Tim was stern yeah. with him, but I don't think Tim was unfair or or even borderline violent like that guy was. That guy went 
completely off the rails. Crazy, yeah. It was it was ridiculous. Like and 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 the simple and, and then then turn around and making up, acting like you're making up, but then going on to another show and just saying I, I was well, that at is some, the, the two faced nature. Yeah. I mean Yeah, that I was looking at some other stuff like Sam Cedar was getting into it. I was just like, Yeah, of course you would. You're you're very opportunistic that way. But yeah. yeah. Wow, I'm so checked out of this whole realm of the internet. <laughs> you know what I miss? Internet blood sports. Ah. You can kind of call it that. To be yeah, it sort of is. Yeah, yeah but you I want like I want like coked out Andy Worski and like all these people just just totally going at each other. That's what I want. What's, I want. What the hell Worski happened to Andy? Nowadays? Is he still? I actually want to know. I actually want to know what Andy Worski is doing now. Yeah. Is he like, still on YouTube? I don't know. I don't know what's I going on. He, we gotta we gotta let I, you go, but um, but okay. thank you for calling in, man, and Merry Christmas. Yeah, and sure. Happy New Year. And, oh yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's. And thank you. All that. Yes. I I don't see him online anymore. Yeah, I have no idea. I I haven't um, interacted with Andy in a I long, always long loved time. Andy Worski. He was uh, I mean, he was a weird dude, but you know, he was a uh, love him or hate him. He maintained an audience, and uh, there was a market was for funny. what he was doing. Yeah. And he said we, had, we um, wanted. Remember when we had them on the show like way back when? Yeah. It was Andy and, and Chris. And then we were like, so what the hell is the nature? They claimed to be brothers, but we had to figure out what the hell their relationship was because the right. Chris was Asian. Oh my God. I feel like I'm a million years old. Right <laughs> it was a long time ago. Does anybody online know what happened to him? I, I have no. Yeah. I, I'd like to know if people are aware, but, uh, but next up is Phil. Phil, are you there? Good evening. How are you guys doing? We are well. What's on your mind? Uh, I had a another book to recommend. Okay. Um, this one is not really political per se, but it's called The Empire of the Summer Moon. It's okay. about uh, the Comanches, the Comanches, I'm sorry, in uh, West Texas and I guess whatever other part of the West they used to live in. Yeah. Uh, the the guy that wrote it, its name is S.C. Gwynn. He was on uh rogan's podcast maybe a year or two ago oh, okay and i won't won't uh read the whole book here in the next five minutes but there was a couple things i thought were interesting takeaways from it okay um the comanches were uh were pretty vicious killers that's why they were uh running roughshod over that whole part of the country hmm. and it's actually why the mexican government invited americans to come down and act as a buffers between uh the say the profitable parts of uh mexico and this like godforsaken territory of texas mm -hmm. and uh, so they invite these americans to come down and, and act as a buffer zone and that's in part why they lost that part because they outsourced the tough work to somebody else mm. and then those people got some ideas um about liberty and freedom and not listening to the mexicans anymore yeah um, and there was also the Texas, that's when the Texas Rangers also would have come into play because the settlers ended up needing somebody to protect them from the Comanches. And I suppose when reports got back to the East Coast where people were living in luxury, they didn't like the, uh, the measures that the Texas Rangers had to take to protect the settlers. They thought they were a little too vicious and, and maybe the Comanches are reacting the way they are because you're just being mean to them. Mm. And, and in reality, the Comanches had been acting that way for several hundred years at that point to anybody. Yeah. So it had really nothing to do with the Texas Rangers that were that were showing up uh, 
increasingly ready to uh, fight fire with fire, as it were. Yeah. Um, that second part there was, it's always interesting how it's people who live in the cushiest areas or uh, I'd say the easiest life always have this idealized version of the world. Um, it's the, uh, the people in the 99% white, suburban neighborhood have those stupid yard signs out front <laughs> yeah. we all know what i'm talking about <laughs> yes there are a few and, of those uh, uh you know there's this kind of like the there's the wrong wing of my neighborhood where those people live uh they're not my immediate neighbors <laughs> yeah. thank god truck of peace yeah, time it, it, <laughs> yeah it's, it's always those people that think that uh that the, the utopia is right around the corner and it, it's this reality is is it's not real that's not reality i mean well the yeah, vast it's, majority of human history is is tribal resource wars, and we're not not past yeah. that at all yet. Yeah, and I find it so interesting. I mean, not only are they, do they usually live the life that you're talking about, but they seek it out. There was a fascinating, yeah. uh, just an unbelievable article in San Francisco paper earlier in the year about Bay Area people moving to Montana specifically. And they talked to people who were moving to Bozeman and Missoula. And one of the things that one of the quoted women talked about was, well, you know, it's nice that my kids can go outside and play safely, but I really do miss excellent Mexican food or, uh, you know, I miss the the ethnic food. And and I'm thinking like, well, but if that was your priority, why did you leave the excellent ethnic food of Oakland? Yeah, really. And why would you complain about it once you got here? There's nothing stopping you from making the restaurant to serve whatever ethnic food you would like. And uh, I, I just find that so bizarre because her behavior is completely at odds with the values she espouses, but she's still going to say it out loud and act like it's not a complete contradiction. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what to do with those people. Cause I mean, they're, they're just not honest enough to say what they're, why they moved. I mean, they live the lifestyle that, uh, the accused say Nazis of wanting to live. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically I'm, 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 I make no bones about it. Wherever I move, I'm going to check the demographic data before I do so. But the, yeah, this, really. this article said the, this article said the exact same thing. Well, one of the things about uh, Montana and Bozeman and Missoula, it's 95% white, which is something these people consider. But then wh- why? 95% is that true? So close. You're so <laughs> but they so they say they're looking at these demographics and they find fault in it but then they move anyway so what yeah. is it that you're moving for say good I, schools not having supposedly. to buy a bike every six months for your kid <laughs> well and then you think about that too it's like well i love the fact that my kid can go outside and play but well, there's not really a but on that isn't that high on the priority stack kid can go outside and play safely that's I know. pretty high if I'm moving to how a many new, times new do we have to say this on the show? It's like white people can put beans inside a tortilla too. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know. I got to go to Mr. Burritos down the street where they uh, they they have a whole um, authentic family that can't speak English and their burritos are fantastic. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just need like a four foot tall, super round Mexican woman to make you beans. <laughs> he knows what's up. Anyway, um, thank you for the thoughts, man. Uh, I appreciate it. And um, and ha- uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yep. Merry Christmas to you guys, too. Thanks. Yep. I feel compelled to say that Andy Worski is on Odyssey now. Oh, so he's still doing it. 
he's doing a different show on Odyssey, and I, I, the live chat informs me that he's on with Ethan Ralph a lot. Oh, is he? Okay. So I think right. he just got showed from YouTube. Is that what happened? Maybe. I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything from him for quite I hate some time. It when that happens, when like somebody that you watch just disappears, you never, you never know. I suppose that should him. be the default assumption. Oh yeah. What happened to that guy? Probably got Susan. That's probably what happened yeah. to him. Yeah. Uh, Dell is up next with another update from the double wide. Now Dell, are you there? Hey, how y'all doing? We yeah. are well. Merry Christmas huh? to you and Maud and family. Merry Christmas. That's right. Merry, Merry Christmas indeed. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I, uh, once again, I waited to the last minute to go do my Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, big mistake, of course, because, you know, what I always say, the dollar store is just packed at this time of year. And uh, it's almost nothing left, too, on the, show, on the shelves. Have you, been, have you been in the stores, especially the toy aisles and stuff? I mean, it's just a, the ghost town, literally. It's like people are just, I don't know if it's the shipping issues they had this year or what, but. There's like nothing in the stores right now, hardly. I haven't been doing uh, toy shopping, but it's been it's actually been food items once again. I've had to grab some food items here and there for prepping for some holiday cooking. Yeah. And they're not unobtainable, but they're harder to find than they used to be, you know? Yeah. That's what I've been saying, too, especially trying to feed Maud. Well, I mean, that's a, I, I can't that's imagine Maud is a woman of... Uh, picky tastes no i mean she's she's no, got uh, a... gets if any, anything that gets within uh, her range her grasping range pretty much gets eaten <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why out. that one got me <laughs> <laughs> that's, good, I like it. that's right well uh, uh were you able to find it sounds like you're trying to uh you know stock the space under the tree were you able to find what you're looking for did you have to get more creative oh no we found we found what i was looking for i went shopping for uh, legos for the um <clears throat> for the kids um yeah. you know because uh, it's the kids i buy the legos for not me uh, so don't let the rumors get out i can't there. wait for I, I have legos in uh the nursery right now that i'm you know waiting five six seven eight years to build but when the day comes yeah it's gonna be great oh, oh yeah so annoying well, you'll find out soon that you hate all toys that have like more than a few parts i don't know <laughs> I'll, I'll never hate legos man that's that's too much of a major part of my own childhood other than the only thing i hate about legos of course is once your kid starts playing with them your house becomes a minefield so don't walk at night without oh, the lights on and bare feet because you're gonna right there i mean That's you, 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 you would kids. rather step into a bear trap or an actual mine than step on a lego i'm convinced i've done both <laughs> with my hunting so you gotta be careful you've actually uh, dell jr dell jr leaves the bear traps all over the house all the time he thinks it's funny <laughs> I, I i chalk it up to his three-year-old humor well, he's the bear trap man in the house, huh? That's pretty much. Yeah, he likes to. Yeah. He goes. He goes hunting. But I got him some bear traps one year, one year for Christmas, and that was a mistake. <laughs> Are they even? Can you? What's the legality on trapping? Is that stuff still legal to do or illegal to buy? Well, they don't find out. Sure. Well, I suppose just like anything else. <laughs> Does the ATF for a, ATF handle bear traps or uh, someone else responsible for that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We're too fast. <laughs> what were you saying about church? Uh, so you're going to church. We don't really go to church on uh, on Christmas. That's a good time to go to church, right? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it is. We all need to go to church. You know, uh, I was thinking there's one reason things that uh, sermon the preacher gave us last week was, uh, you know, when God closes a door, he opens a window. Um, Maude really took that to heart, uh, uh, which reminds me, I need to go and bail her out later tonight again for that. 
Okay. Uh, she took it literally, unfortunately, uh, which is a problem. Bad communion, by the way. Uh, oh, no. That's where, you know, Jesus comes down and says, this is my body and gives them bread. And this is my blood, gives them yeah. wine. And they handed out small crackers and grape juice. Then I thought, OK, so they're eating flesh and drinking blood. This is, uh, yeah, this is Christianity or capitalism. I don't know. All I know is that uh, Zeke got an idea. He's going to hand out uh, Vienna sausages. Ah, OK. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't know if that's church approved or or not. But uh... on a serious note, did you see that thing about Dr. <laughs> Fauci and uh, Jesse Waters of Fox News? Uh, not mm-hmm. much. Something about Jesse Waters saying people should Project Veritas style spy on or bust Dr. Fauci and Dr. Fauci said he should be fired. Is that accurate what? or was it something else? Well, what he said was, uh, this is where you find Dr. Fauci. But I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it. Uh, you find him, you, fi- you, you corner him, and you ask him uh, about his research into the Chinese lab, that lab that sprang the pandemic on the world. Yeah. You know? uh, he said, and he said in his speech, you, get, you, hit, you hit him with that, and boom, he's dead. He's dead. There's, you're done. You do that in 30 seconds, that's all you need. And, hmm. uh, you told, but he told them to be respectful, identify themselves before ambushing Fauci. And also record it and send it to Fox News. Well, of course, they centered on the boom, he's dead part. Oh, they took that to be literally like an assassination. Decided to say, look, this is very yeah, violent language that they're uh. using. And, they, and, they, and even Fauci demanded that Jesse Waters be fired. Oh. Mm. Well, I do and, hate uh, Jesse Waters. Yeah, and oh, well, did, Fox said that they weren't going to do that. But that is, was, good for, was, good was it for Jesse Waters? Oh, sorry to, yeah, sorry fuck to that guy. Interrupt. He I, goes I, a little I, overboard. He does go a little overboard. I'll but admit. isn't it that he, he had some infidelity? Is that the same woman? Didn't who Duh, was the woman oh that you God. went after on okay. Instagram? Jesse Waters had a wife and twin daughters, I believe. And then he started fucking his salute producer, who was like twenty six at the time, but looks like she's forty. Like. You know, it was really? real salute. And then he left his wife to be with the salute producer. And then he started shilling her like really slutty workout YouTube videos. Ah. Uh, what is her name? And so I, I got a bunch of people to um, Jesse Waters' wife, <laughs> Emma Waters, I think. I got a bunch of people to um, spam oh. her YouTube channel. I mean, she broke up somebody's marriage. Doesn't that mean anything? Well, uh, comment sure. vigilantes. All right. Emma also, I, know about, I also know about internet blood sports, by the way. I used to watch that all the time. I know. And Tom so Barry probably has some stories. Yeah, I had that uh, guy Tonkasaw and Failure Hates You and their, their show, mm. uh, The Kumite, every morning. Oh, yeah. And Ethan Ralph and The Kill Stream and Mr. Mato- Medicare. I miss that, yeah, but I, I always I, had to be like so far in the periphery because I was always afraid they were going to come after me for something. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want that. Yeah. They're still around somewhere. Anyway, uh, I'll let y'all go. I just wanted to. I just want to end one one thing. I have a guy here who wants to talk to y'all real quick. Sure. Uh, back from the dead here, real quick. Hold on one second. Let me get. This. Hold on. Come here. Who could this be? Come here. Okay. Hold it. Oh. Hello. Hello. This is Sean Connery. <laughs> this is Sean Connery. I wanted to give Matt uh, a movie recommendation. Uh, okay. One of my favorite movies. It's um. Hunt for Red October. I don't know if you've heard of this one. It's really, really good. I was in it uh, with Alec Baldwin, actually. I was in it with that one. Then you um, escaped his bullet. Good for you. I, well, no, no. He, I did have a line in it, though, uh, that I wanted to uh, give him a shout-out and let him know that um, things don't react too well to bullets on movie sets, Alec. <laughs> okay. Get out of here, Dale. That'll make more sense. But anyway, well, we, you all take a good Before, before I let you Christmas. go, where I need to know before you go back to the afterlife, where do I smack the women again? Like, where do I aim? 
when the I need ash. to you the smack ass. them in the ass. That's right. You grab the rash. I, was no, I mean, okay, but I, like for discipline Jones purposes, he has that great ash because they like it. Oh, I sound I went Irish <laughs> I there. Do like but... They do yeah. like it. They do like it. All right. Thank you, man. Merry all Christmas. Right, you all have a good. You all have a good Christmas. We'll see you all next time when I'm alive again. <laughs> okay. Have a good night. Good evening. We got, uh, let's grab a couple more. We are past the bottom of the hour, but uh, we'll get one more call from Ethereal Pan Man, and then we got to have our call from our call screener, Dangerous Spaces, too. Um, Pan Man, you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, sir. We might have to be pretty quick here because we're right up against the clock, but uh, what's on your mind? Yeah, no worries. Yeah, uh, so this is actually my first time uh, joining this uh, call-in show. I watch you guys on Sundays. I usually don't have any time to watch live. Sure. Um, Well, thanks for calling in. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad I got I got on my first try. That's pretty lucky. Sweet. You that is uh, it's not very popular. I difficult know. to achieve. At oh, least get at times. out of here! No, no, you guys are wicked popular. <laughs> so I, uh, I don't know about the Wednesday stream. <laughs> no, but, how many people are watching this but, now? But, like a thousand uh, people, and they're all losers. You guys are all losers. You know <laughs> Blonde hates no, you. Never forget. You. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So so anyway, I, I don't really have like I'm not going to be going on the. Cr- I'm not going to be going on the Corona. That's so, so weird. I see you guys, your video like way delayed. based on. Yeah. Yeah. Don't pay attention to the stream. Just, okay. uh, just listen. Yeah. Just yeah, stay yeah. on discord. Otherwise you'll get, uh, it'll mess up your brain, you know? Yeah, seriously. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to get off on it. I don't, I, I missed kind of the last couple of guys that were talking or guys or gals that were talking, but I'm going to get off on this coronavirus crap because this is all old school news. Everybody's gone through this. We all know that it's garbage. It's all crap. Hmm. Um, so, so what I've been like doing in this past couple of years is um, really exploring bushcrafting and just okay. like, living off the wilderness. Oh, um, what, so the what, definition what you, just can you define bushcraft? That term? I didn't even know what that was. I was it like, you mean means... extreme pubic maintenance? Like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> you just mean living off the land in the most immediate no, no, my, my, sense. My pubic, my pubic hair. Oh, that's what I've been. <laughs> You're talking like build. You're talking like build a spear and spear a fish stuff, right, or something else. Um. Well, I mean, some something else, kind of. Um. It's it's more it's more about like um you know getting out there and just exploring the the wilderness itself and being able to live off of whatever you happen to find. Yeah. Um. So you know, I've been getting into this. I mean, so apparently you guys don't know you you haven't really been exploring bushcrafting at all. Uh, I mean, I, I enjoy my wilderness time. I wouldn't say that I'm crafting things off the land, uh, but I'm a you know, whammon, I, so definitely not. I mean, I I enjoy, um, yeah. I mean, I enjoy all the uh, all the uh, plentiful wilderness around here frequently. Not as much in the winter because you got to be an absolute animal for that, but in the summer, certainly. So, so, so yeah, actually, so I'm going to kind of go fast because I know you guys don't have too much time, but yeah, bushcraft and look into it. So essentially what it is, is it's, it's just getting out there and really just exploring and getting to the roots of who we are as humans. Hmm. Um, so, um, don't want to go too much on that, but, um, sure. just moving on, uh, speaking of bushcrafting, <laughs> <laughs> okay. so a lo- I, I've been buying a lot of stuff from amazon from local stores what is up with the everything made in china how that's been the status quo for yeah for a long time and it's it's yeah Yeah, it's almost unavoidable because i would like to minimize china purchases as well 
But sometimes you just got to buy what you need to buy. And then you see the damn sticker on it. And you're like, well, what the f- every time, do I even have a choice in this? If I want to buy a product like this, can I get a non made in China one? It's really hard to find sometimes. Yeah, I totally agree. It, it's amazing. Like I go on, I go on Amazon and I search around. I actually, you know, I, I've got a hundred tabs open on my browser yeah. looking for st- something not made in China. It's almost impossible. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's really difficult. And but I, I think that's one key thing that we need to we need to push forward is is get away from this China made crap, even though it's yes it's going to cost more money, but at least we're going to be, you know at least. One, yeah, you wonder like I, formerly I thought well it's you know it's good for the consumer if we have inexpensive inexpensive products to consume, but when you interact with a fundamentally immoral country like China, and to the degree that you become dependent on them to a certain extent, certainly, um, how much do you actually pay? How much did we all pay? through the coronavirus quote unquote pandemic. And and if you, if you tabulated the, or calculated the cost of, of everything that we lost because of all of the, all of the bullshit reaction to the, to, to coronavirus versus all the money we saved because the cheap plastic shit that we bought from China um, was a little bit less expensive. Yeah. I mean, I wonder what the trade-off was. It's impossible to calculate, but I, we might've come out. In fact, I would bet that we came out on the losing end of that, that everybody, for sure paid more than you got yeah 100 percent. i mean it's impossible and the thing is we're so like we're so stuck in it now it's almost impossible to ever get ourselves out of it yeah so i mean yeah i don't know so everybody in the stream you know think about that you know think about what you're buying where where you're buying it from and let's try to be more local let's try to be more american made or it doesn't even need to be american made just not ccp made that's really that's really all it is well, thank you for the um, thoughts and uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah. M- Merry Christmas to you. Actually, thank you for saying that. Happy holidays is crap. I can't stand that. <laughs> yep. Merry Christmas. Um, flu vaccine. Uh, Blonde, you were you were talking about earlier flu vaccine, how you mm-hmm. got that um, inadvertently. One time, a couple of years ago, they freaking just stuck me in the doctor's office. Didn't even ask me. Hmm. It's, it's it was crazy. You know, I got it because my midwife was like, well, you know, high fevers cause birth defects. And I remember getting sick as shit in 2014 from the flu. And so I was like, well, I guess I'll get it. And, you know, the, the fear, they, they, they just propagate this fear culture in medicine so that you do these things. And, and now it's I just, science, thank God you know? my baby was healthy. But It's the science, TM. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, the, that's what they're doing to us. They're, they're like, they're trying to scare us with, with um, quote unquote facts about, you know, what, what we know in trying to trying to tell us that we don't even understand what we actually see right it's getting yeah it's getting kind of scary yeah that is the theme of this year don't believe what's right in front of your face believe what some expert tells you is the truth about not just the world but your specific situation i love that Um, yeah we gotta let you go but thank you for uh for calling in man one last thing music um king gizzard and the lizard wizard i know they sound lame chuck them out they're the best band ever all right thank you man have a good night all right cheers I mean, I couldn't believe when Joe Biden said that um, that clip we watched recently where he said, well, people have a negative. It was when he was on Jimmy Fallon. People have a negative opinion of me or a negative opinion of their situation life because they're getting the wrong information. No, no. I have the information about my life, dude. You don't have the information about my life. I know about what's going on outside of my door. You don't. But I'm supposed to listen to some D.C. economist expert tell me that it's actually fine and good that a lot of right. shops on main street in this town have flipped over are gone uh, restaurants. I used to enjoy gone forever, all that kind of stuff. No, no, I'm the crazy one. 
You are. Got to listen to them. All right. We got to talk to Dangerous Spaces before we uh, end the calls here. Mr. Dangerous Spaces, you there? Hey, guys. How's things? We are well. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I feel a little bit bad with Ethereal because I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? Dell's before you. He usually gets on, does some jokes. It's usually quite a quick call. Yeah. Like we, I won't, it won't be a rush call for you. You'll get on pretty early. And then you guys went for like six minutes. <laughs> so. Well, do you know, Dell had some interesting stories to tell. And it wasn't just Dell. Sean Connery stopped by from beyond the grave to yeah. give a movie recommendation. That's right. But anyway, um, so I feel bad now. I'm like, but you know, I suppose what's the last show of the year without making you guys work well over time? So no, we, uh, we'll be good. And, um, and, uh, we want to give you your due time as well. So what's on your mind? Well, it's probably not going to be a very long one today. I just thought for the end of the year, I might end with some kind of positivity. We don't do Thanksgiving here in Australia. And I know it is a few weeks, uh, since you've done it there. But I just figured for the last show of the year, maybe end with uh, what are you guys been thankful for this year? I know, obviously, Matt, you're going to go with becoming a new dad. So I'd be curious if there's anything else like this stuff that you've had happen throughout the years that you, uh, throughout the year that you're thankful for. Just mm. to you know, send out some more positive vibes for the last show. So, well, uh, that consumed so much of my year that everything outside of the channel and professional life would would default to that and it's not just being thankful for the healthy kid of course i'm thankful for the entire family arrangement and the perspective that it brings to my life i'm thankful to turn off the stream when it's done here and walk over to the bedroom and see that baby uh with a glowing smile in my wife's face and and know that um that this is uh what life is supposed to be you know it's it's there's i guess what i would say is it's not just the kid. The kid is a whole a whole web of things that are a lot better and a lot more complete yeah. when you finally take that step and build a family. And um, and so in many ways, I mean, this this year is the most profound year of my life, going from learning that that she was pregnant to being there to watch the kid uh, be born to seeing the little developments that happen each and every day and seeing the change that it makes in me and it makes in her. And the way that it strengthens our bond together, because as we've talked about before, it's not it's not just um, my wife and me on the same team now. It's a team that is built around him and for him. And that's a new layer to the marriage Mm -hmm. that didn't exist either. So uh, I don't mean to uh, I know you wanted something else other than than the birth of my son. But there's just so many layers to that, that they're kind of outside of my son itself, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it was more just the thing of I mean that's a it was more a thing of well that's a bit of a cheat but yeah obviously that is something that's suddenly going to become center of everything and so yeah it probably is going to be difficult to come up with other stuff that isn't even that could be separated I suppose from that it is going to it makes sense that everything's going to be yeah um, sort of connected it's just, to and that it, and, it's and, it's not just the gift that he is to me it's the gift that he is to everybody who's important to me. It's the gift that he is to my wife. It's the gift that he is to my parents. And to see, it's very obvious what he means to my parents. And it's really cool to see. It's, it's awesome to see your parents interact with a grandchild as opposed to interact with you as their son. Oh, I it's know. Totally I bet they different. love him so much. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. And it's <laughs> cool to see. Thing- the only other thing I was fun- going to say really quick is, is just, and I'll, I'll stop because I'm going on here, but 
to watch um, for my parents, it's got to be really crazy. And I, I hope I get there one day, too, because they've gone through that whole experience with me to raise someone from from birth into adulthood and then watch them complete that circle of life and become the parents themselves. Like, I can't imagine my son being a parent in 20, 30 years. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be a trip when it happens. But my parents just went through that. I can't wait for that day. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot what was I going to say. I forgot what I was going to say. But anyway. it's my fault. I interrupted. Um, Sorry. Oh yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. There is the fun thing. There is. Well, I don't know if fun's the right word. There is the fun thing though of grandparents coming along and everything they said no to you as a child. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> they'll I, do it. Well, absolutely. Yeah, we'll absolutely do that for the grandkid. There we go. We just liven them up with sugar and we're giving them back. Have fun. Oh, thanks yeah, for that's that. That's exactly what my parents do. Thanks, mum and dad. That, that's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I think I think that is one of those kind of grandparent rights, I suppose. So yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to hog this whole segment. What What about you guys? Ugh, I don't know. I guess it's kind of dark, but you know, I have crippling obsessive compulsive disorder that I've been battling for probably four years, and I did find a workable solution this year, which hmm. I'm grateful for because my uncle, who had the same condition, was. Never able, he tried all sorts of stuff and he was never able to find a solution. And then he killed himself last February. And so I always feared that I was going to be in the same situation, like nothing would ever work. And then this year I did find something that that worked for me. Unfortunately, it's not an option while I'm pregnant, but. <laughs> I didn't know the depths of that are as deep as they are because you hear OCD. And to me, I don't, I don't fully People understand it. People always think it, it's it always... like hand cleanliness or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But... I don't think of it as like a debilitating condition like a depression or an anxiety yeah but, it's hereditary uh, too um so it's been like my grandmother and her seven siblings i think six out of, out of seven had it and then my mom and all of her siblings and then um i've got a real nasty real nasty case and hmm. it's just been terrible for the last few years so when i when my uncle killed himself i was like god is this what my life is going to be like and luckily i was able to to find some kind of solution so hmm. i'm I, really well, grateful i, I think yeah, well, I think that's something to be thankful for. I know you kind of went, oh, it's a bit dark, but like, a st- like I don't see any reason why steps in the right direction can't be viewed. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you can only be thankful once the solution is found. I mean, positive steps could be a thing to be thankful for. That's so. true, but I was doing cognitive behavioral therapy and all this other stuff that like is the gold standard for treatment and it wasn't working. And so I started to really freak out because you know, this is mental health conditions don't just pop up in their 30 on your 30s. But like, this is exactly what happened to me. So it kind of came out of left field. Hmm. And so I was yeah. very concerned that like, I was gonna have to live the rest of my life this way. I'm not yeah. pregnant, guys, I'm trying to get pregnant right now. So <sighs> yeah, so stop harassing her. Well, I did say I can't I can't do it while <laughs> pregnant. So it yeah, led yeah. people to believe I'm pregnant. But I'm um, not, no. you know what else I'm thankful for your help with the screen, uh, the call screening. So thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, this for year. real. And, it's been um, very helpful. The, the show's gone a lot smoother. Since. And I was uh, worried about bringing that up. I'm like, oh, this is going to sound like I'm fishing for compliments. <laughs> <laughs> well, you will get you have the last call of the year. So uh, if you want to uh, do the same and express what you're thankful for, we'll we'll uh, hear that and then we'll let you go. Well, I mean, admittedly, in regards to the screening, I'm kind of thankful for the number of people that kind of keep saying, you know, giving words of appreciation and stuff. Because, you know, because I'm enjoying doing it, but I don't really think of it as any sort of big deal. And so I kind of like it when people when people are saying nice things about it. It's kind of, it, you know. Oh, it's like, great. It, it takes a lot of pressure off of us and we don't have any dead air, which has happened a few times on the show. It's been very helpful. You're you're good at your job. 
Yeah, yeah. I do have to. I do have to try and stop being so pedantic in terms of. And I think this is part of because I don't listen to the show live just because it's too difficult to do. Yeah. Because um, I do. I kind of do worry when someone gets pulled up and then they get dropped, then someone else. And I don't know what's going on. But then every time I listen back, it's like. All it is is, are you there? No, you're not. Okay, well, we'll just have to move on to the next one. So yeah, it's you know, it works pretty smoothly, being, especially for yeah. Discord. Uh, I don't know that we could ask for much, uh, anything much smoother on Discord. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, but I've been grateful for that. I'm probably very thankful because uh, I'm studying and I the place that I'm doing kind of uh, my practical where you kind of have where you learn to do your um. Uh, practical applications of stuff i did mm. i basically did a staff induction on tuesday so they've not given me work yet but there's a good chance it's a really good place to to work at there's a good chance it's probably going to lead to some actual work and and stuff yeah so well congratulations but yeah. if they need your time during the stream you tell them to fuck off because you are already <laughs> you're already committed to Taken. that time, yeah. to that block of time no I, i'm just kidding Honestly, but, the type of job it is, there's a good chance that I'm probably going to be able to still do the stream because I will have the middle of the day free. So, well, what uh, we uh, we of course hope the best for you, whatever that may be. And uh, if we encounter any sort of conflict, we'll figure it out. Uh, I hope yep. the best for you, and, and thanks for all you've done for the stream and and for for us personally over the last year. No worries. I do hope it has taken the pressure off, and it can be something like I always got the sense you guys had fun doing the call in. But I'm just hoping it is something that kind of well, has, it, has made it it's a all bit those less tiny, stressful and a yeah, bit more fun. So. Yeah, it's all those tiny little tasks like randomizing the callers, pulling people in, pulling people out. Those are things that I had to do while running this, while trying to keep up with what everybody's saying. And it's just, it's, it's another way that your brain him, yeah. is divided. And now yeah. when I fire up the stream on Wednesday, it's it's not that. I can relax and I... I have one or two kind of uh, production tasks to do, and that's it. It's not uh, as challenging as it was before. So I appreciate it. It does freak it does freak me out for a sec when you accidentally go into another room. Like I know, dude, it's happened a couple happened? times. Where's Matt go? What's happening? Well, I'm tr- what is, what's happening is I'm trying to drop people into the waiting rooms when they're done with a call, but then for some reason Discord dumps me in there, and they've changed things up that it doesn't let me jump out quickly. It has some warning or something like, are you sure you want to do this? Yes. Really? I don't want to hear what these people are talking yeah. about and sending it to the stream because they don't know that they're live, and that would be horrible. Oh, God. Yeah. Easiest, way, easiest way to do it, I found it, right-click and scroll down, and then it gives you the option of which rooms to send them to. So I've just started oh. doing that. Oh, maybe I'll try easier. that. Tricks you learn. Oh. All right, thanks. Appreciate it, man. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we will yeah, speak Merry with you. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you guys. Have, uh, have a safe year. one until uh, we talk next time. So, thank you. Have a great night. Bye. Or a great day, whatever one. the hell time it is there. Yeah, day, day time. Yeah. yeah, you guys have See a good you, one. Okay, that will do it on calls for the show and for the year that was 2021. Thanks for calling oh my in God, and participating year. tonight and all year long. Uh, we do have email questions as well. If you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, please do send us an email. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. There is a uh, call-in show question form on the page, and you can submit your question there. We will read those at the end of each and every call-in show as we will right now. First up is Inemptius. Did you know you can change the HTML of the PCR test to change the date and convert the PDF to a Word file and reconvert it to do the same? What do you think of the parallels between Covidians and Christians? The shot is baptism for being saved. Without it, you die. Well, I don't know anything uh, as far as um, the file conversion and stuff. Is this just lack of security in their 
sort of uh, testing documentation. Is yeah, that what we're so, talking yeah. about? That doesn't surprise me that they are not very. Uh... That's great, though. <laughs> yeah. Anybody can have a negative test. Um, in terms of the parallels. OK, I, I, I'm not going to think about this in terms of uh, like Christian as a pejorative. I think more that the people that um, are obsessed with COVID have used that as like a, their holy identity. Mm hmm. And and how they do good works is by forcing this this vaccine. Like the, there yeah. is a religious dogmatic element to this. Right. It's full seculars. of sacrifices and gestures. Yeah. And I certainly see those themes. But it's sacrifices and gestures to what? And yeah. even if you're a person who is critical of religion, as I have been in the past, uh, sacrifice and gesture and service to the concept of a God that is the creator of the universe as we know it and the author of the moral right. framework in which we operate you may agree with that you may disagree with that but it's much more sensible than the sort of uh surrender and sacrifice to other human beings that we are doing with all of this coronavirus nonsense and maybe you're of the perspective that we shouldn't do either yeah. i don't know where exactly i land in that but i do know that that it's not at all a healthy society to do those sort of religious gestures for people like fauci and others <laughs> That's and it, it's it's just interesting to think it's like, do we as humans have this need to um, have a higher power of some sort and to make gestures and sacrifices for that higher power? Is that just part of our humanity and our humanity. biology? And is this yeah. a perversion of that into viewing other humans as demigods? Maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think that we have an inclination to do it. And when we are a secular society, we're lost. Yeah. And so we just project it on all sorts of um, mortal events. Um, McMonahan, thinking back to the protest in Kenosha, what were Kyle's chances of surviving being attacked by the angry mob chasing him if the mob did kill him as they intended to? What would the media reporting have looked like? Um, I don't know. I don't think he would have made it. And the media reporting would have been they definitely would have villainized him. Yeah. He probably would have been villainized and dead. Yeah. Like, let's say he didn't have the rifle and had some other means of protecting himself that didn't work. And he was there trying to stop this sort of rioting behavior. He did the same stuff of putting out fires and for whatever reason, pissed off the mob and, and jump kick man hit him right. And, you know, hit his head on the concrete and he's dead. Yeah. I'm sure it would have been something like, proud boy sympathizer i mean <laughs> right? we, okay yeah. we saw this in portland though remember there was a yes that's right that guy Patriot got shot. prayer guy who was shot by antifa dude and killed and killed and i mean i guess well there's no prosecution in that case because that guy was later killed by police but we the, the right. dude who was shot never got any sort of like hero victim treatment like black lives matter style he's just a guy who was killed and we don't really and it did kind of just pass through the news didn't yeah it? it was it and it didn't really get any coverage at all on a lot of uh, like you're talking about your mainstream outlets his death was largely um overshadowed by the shooting of the antifa guy itself there yeah. was more coverage of the shooting of the antifa guy than the guy who was actually shot by the antifa guy and they even tried oh. to say that the, the police shooting of the Antifa guy was unjustified, even though he shot at cops he first. He shot at cops. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was so insane. Um, jogger's going to jog. The other day I was driving home from work and I went through a DUI driver's license checkpoint to show them my ID answered their question was on my way. After I got home, I thought more about it and wondered if it was something that I should have been less compliant about. 
Matt and Blonde, what side do you fall on when it comes to DUI checkpoints? Um, hmm. uh, I mean, like, I, I don't like the violation of personal freedoms, but would always comply. Uh, I don't. To me, it, it, it has a presumption of guilt element to it. It's, yeah, it's sure. not something that I would want in my state. Um, do I think that it's something so egregious that I would refuse compliance? I suppose it's a question of, I mean, what are we talking about? Is it one that I encounter incidentally on a trip to somewhere? Um, I don't know that yeah. I would die on that hill, but if we're talking about every time I drive to the grocery store or sort of as a, a I guess I just don't know. I don't know how frequent or common these are in other states. It's not really a thing here in Montana, at least that I've seen. Yeah, I haven't been through one. Hmm. I don't drive a lot at night, though. So. So I don't. Well, on principle, I don't like the presumption of guilt. Um, so I, I, I would be inclined against it. I just don't know that it's it's the battle. In a, in a prior year of more normal times, maybe it's a battle I would have been more eager eager about taking up. Yeah. But in today's context, it just seems much less significant than the far more profound infringements that we're facing currently. Yep. Godless Heathen says, what are your opinions on, opinions on prisons? Does it make sense for the taxpayer to subsidize the convicted sitting around all day for years, let alone their whole life behind bars being unproductive? If you ask me, Prisoners that show no sign of redemption should just be executed to save money. It's a life sentence, immediate execution. If it's lesser time, but repeat offender, immediate execution. Am I being too harsh? Yeah, um, probably. And and then we would have to um, override the appeals process, which is a very integral part of our justice system. So, yeah. Uh, prison... Obviously, I, I, I view criminal justice as as a primary function and a legitimate function of the state. The state exists to secure and defend your rights from people who would violate them. And that's what prisons are in place to correct. Um, at what point does the consumption of resources of the convicted criminal sort of become a violation of the taxpayer anyway? Right. That's an interesting question. Um. And I'm sympathetic to the idea that we end up putting a bunch of money to these people anyway. I, but we talk about the death penalty, too. And in I'm generally anti-death penalty, not because I don't think that that some people deserve to fry. Some people do, and it is a just penalty. However, uh, I am very skeptical of government systems um, yeah. getting it correct every time, which is necessary in a life and death uh, situation like that so yeah i mean I, I don't like the answer that that it's probably correct to keep these people imprisoned as opposed to knee-jerk uh, execute but the, the the moral consequences of knee-jerk execution uh to me are far more severe right. than the moral consequences of uh maybe a, a little bit of an unjust uh a tax a tax rate that's too high um another way that you Mitigate this, by the way, is to make sure that that we, again, uh, keep the uh, criminal justice system as state centric as possible. We have a massively bloated federal uh, legal system in terms of federal law and federal law enforcement. And if you thought that your state was taxing you too heavily for prisons, you would, you would at least have the option to leave. Again, we're not in that situation because mm -hmm. we are forced to pay into a federal prison system. 
um, which, uh, you know, that should never be. Uh, not that there shouldn't be federal prisons or federal crimes. That's going to happen when there are interstate implications and um, legitimate domains of the federal government. But we're so bloated beyond that point that we really can't escape that taxation and that liability that it creates. Yeah, yeah. Keep it state centric. That's that's my solution on that one. BW, two questions for both of you. How bad of a collapse do you expect? Let's do this one first. Um, recession, depression, full civilizational collapse. Um, ugh. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really expecting the worst, like a supply chain collapse, uh, the kind of situation where you would only be able to rely on yourself and, and your community, hopefully. I mean, hmm. one step above walking dead is what I'm expecting. <laughs> walking dead without the zombies. Yeah. But the zombies well, are heroin addicted leftists. To me, the word expect is very key in that. Do I expect a full collapse in yeah. do the immediate future or lifetime? Do you expect for what you prepare? Probably not. Right, exactly. Do Do I view it as possible and worthy of preparation? 100%. Do yeah. I expect that we are all going to be in a state of chaos and despair, uh, some sort of uh, survival or starvation situation? No, I don't. I think that the most likely situation is um, we have some hard years economically and the vote uh, corrects some of that and people kind of go along to get along because right, that's what right. they generally do. That's what I expect. But I, but I would never um, stock my home and prepare my skill set based on what I expect as the most likely situation. You prepare based on worst case possible scenario. Yeah. So – um, I don't expect the sort of drastic f- full civilization collapse. That's the latter part of that question, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out. And I think it and should what be kind prepared of government for. is going to arise later. Um, I think that in collapse situations, people become very fearful and the resulting government is almost always some sort of a authoritarian regime. Hmm. Uh, if, if something, if a full collapse did happen, I would expect something much more, I don't know about the form of government, but much more localized. I would expect to see a, a probably a territorial split within this country right. where we have the same sort of um, constitutional republic structure. I mean, if I'm going to live there, that's what I would want. I don't know where, what people might choose, but if there was a full collapse, I don't think that the United States of America as it exists from the Atlantic to the Pacific is likely to exist as a single political entity. I think that there would be more fracture than that. Right. Right. Okay. That's a good answer. Fan says something positive about the last year or so is that a lot of my close friends and family have become red pilled on a lot of things. The problem is that most of them are kind of cringe about it. For example, they get excessively angry at the little stupid things that the regime does. Is this a phase that everyone who gets red pilled goes through? Uh, and is there a way I can help them overcome and embrace the JQ lol? Um, um, yeah, I think it's a phase. They call it red pill rage. Uh, but the JQ thing is also like a, a really annoying phase because what people do when they go through this JQ phase, they, they endow Jews with like this superhuman, like extraterrestrial ability to subvert the system and everything like that. And that seems to also be a phase. 
And then you just become super black pilled and you just want to focus on family. That's the last stage of all. Ah, I think there probably is uh, some sort of a pendulum effect to this. To me, um, when when I when I became quote unquote red pilled, which itself is almost kind of like a, a cringe saying yeah. at this point. Um, did you see? By the way, um, the 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 new Matrix movie is out. Is it? Maybe and I'll watch it tonight. I actually didn't know this about the writers of the Matrix and the, also Tranny. the writers of V for Vendetta, two Tranny brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, that explains some of the. Uh, the shoehorned LGBT propaganda that, that goes in there, but they're trying to say that this movie is going to reclaim the term red pill away from conservatives. But to me, red pill isn't even necessarily a conservative quote unquote term. It's just, it's seeing the truth of the world as it exists, not as you want it to be. And, And once you see that nugget of truth that undercuts something that you used to take as, uh, undebatably true, you start asking more questions I suppose maybe there is a phase where you almost go too aggressively at it, where you're so shocked to learn that everything you once held true is kind of bullshit that maybe there is like an anger to it. Maybe there is a, and the rest of us who are, who have seen this for a while are maybe just as um, upset about these things or view them as just as wrong. It's just, we're not as shocked by it anymore. Right. Right. So uh, any advice on that sort of thing? I don't know. I mean, um, the 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 luck that I've had in helping people see my perspective is really allowing them to answer these questions for themselves. I just sort of a- ask them questions and and discuss it through with them. I don't ever, I don't I don't try to tell them what to think or even say like, hey, that's cringe. Like that meme is cringe or that yeah. that uh, this reaction to that is cringe. They'll kind of arrive at that on their own terms. It's just um, you just want to even if their reaction is over the top, the fact that they're asking those questions is a net positive. And I think that that's something that you probably want to encourage anyway. Yeah. So just, just be a friend along the journey and keep the questions coming because once you start asking them, it's impossible to go back to the state of delusion that they were living, that they were living in before. Yep. BW says two questions for both of you. Oh, we did this one. We did that one. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, You want to take the next one? Uh, I don't remember who who read the last one. So, um, as the year closes out, what do you think our focus for the next election should be? Anything that comes to your mind? Convention of States update, Wisconsin, North Carolina, Penn, likely to pass resolutions in both houses, making up total up to 20 states. What do you think our focus for the next election should be? Anything that comes to mind? Um, I think people should just start focusing on local politics. I don't think anything else really matters. Next election, lol. It did. It did matter a lot in this state, to your point, though. Montana politics have crushed it this last year, not just in um, the mindset of who we're sending to DC. And I have some questions about some of them, but they're better than the alternative. But I mean, specifically like local house reps in Montana, the Montana state Senate, our governor, they're doing a bunch of awesome things. And the, I remember when the the candidate that won she's this dentist lady and she just came by the house and talked to us one day because she was out campaigning and she's really cool. And I should have a better relationship with her. I should reach out to her more. But yeah, you want to talk about voting that matters. Shifting your state legislature and your governor's mansion will produce excellent effects for your state as it has in mine. And you have a real say in that. You know, it's it seems impossible and it basically is to influence the outcome of the presidential election or even the Senate election in your state or, your, or you know, even the House district that you live in. But you talk about like, 
this lady, like she, she's just a dentist lady who went around knocking on doors and talking to people like me and she won. Yeah. And she won. You, You do that in your community. You can. And if everybody starts doing that, you really make a huge difference. And Montana politics, almost every bill that has come out this year has been a plus. We're talking about expanding gun rights. They're all pissed off because we dared try to curtail abortion a little bit in this state. We've done a ton on election integrity. Um, there's all sorts of great stuff. We oh, Montana is the only state where you um, agree or dis. People have opinions about this and whether the market should decide or not. But you can't use vaccination status as a term of employment in this state. Hmm. All sorts of stuff that you know. Um, whether I agree specifically on principle or not, there's stuff I can nitpick. But the general trajectory of the state is awesome, and that's because people put in that high effort. Yeah, definitely. Uh, can, can and the Californians moving here haven't been able to do a damn thing about it yet. But uh, convention of states update that, that that's it too. It's like if you could get the states together, that would be to fantastic. Limit I'm the federal hopeful. government. That's probably yeah. the greatest political hope. That the, as far as resolving this without any sort of um, like a serious conflict is to get the states together and to force uh, uh, limitations on federal power. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I just and that even that's baffling to me too. It's like who are these? There, there are so many states, the same states that want to yield their electoral delegates to the popular vote. It's like you guys own this autonomously as a state. You get to decide who your electoral votes go to as a state. And you say, no, 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 California, please do it for us. These yeah. are the same people. It, it, it baffles me that really any state would oppose a, a convention of states that is designed to return power to the states. Why would well, you? That's why they oppose it. Yeah, it's like we just want our guys in D.C. to boss everyone around. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. John says there is a family court case in my local area where the father of a child is vaccinated and the mother is unvaccinated. The judge in this case is refusing the mother her scheduled visitation with her child unless she gets vaccinated. Didn't we hear about this or maybe it's a different? There was a similar one in Chicago. I don't know if it's the exact same case, but there was that one. And public pressure forced the The judge judge, to reverse his decision. And then I think people, I'm pretty sure he was getting some death threats. How can we prevent abuses of power like this? (laughs) Hmm. I'm just saying that uh, severe amounts of public pressure and fear did take care of this in a similar case. I have to disavow, Susan, but <laughs> but these judges the, need to be put in their place. Well, the, to the point, it's like what we talked about at the top of the show. Someone like Lori Lightfoot going out there and saying your time is up. I am not calling for threats. I'm merely observing that in the in this country, as it was designed, any politician would and should be terrified to make such a statement to to threaten people and say, you better do what I tell you. Because if you don't, the clock is up. They're clearly uh, not afraid enough. I've seen right. Nancy Pelosi's security detail, and it is not that robust. <laughs> Defen- they if they were to attack they you defensively, afraid. Susan. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, morally speaking, they should just respect your rights because, number one, that's their but job in the that. political system. And number two, that's their moral obligation as a, as a human being. But but if not for the moral reality, there should be a practical reality that if they were to threaten you, they would fear consequences of making that threat. They don't. Yeah. And that is something that needs to be corrected. Um, 
and and I, and and I joke defensively, but in many ways that is legitimately defensive because these people it is it is defensive are they're bent on violating your rights they're bent on violating their only purpose as government actors and when they don't again you have a moral obligation to dismantle that form of government that's thomas jefferson that's not me susan you want to censor the declaration well, go i for mean it. what are they what are we going to do when they when they come for our kids because we refuse to vaccinate them well that's a hill that you die on um, yeah uh, there, you talk about you know hills to die on. Whether DUI checkpoints would be that. If they're taking your kids, uh, that's a hill you die on. It's as simple as that. No, nobody is ever going to take my son by force, absent any sort of like, uh, you know, he's older and he committed a crime for which he needs to be held accountable. Nobody's taking right. my infant son on account of vaccines or something like that. And I think uh, that people would would for sure get murdered if they started to try that. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You talk about kicking down doors and invading homes. I mean, that's breaking and entering, uh, kidnapping. Those are crimes committed against people if, the, if that actually happens, if we get to that point. So, mm. yeah. Uh, that's the line in V for Vendetta, right? Uh, people should not fear their governments. Governments should fear their people. It's, uh, that's the whole concept. That's, it's, yep. that's not terrorist talk. That's, that's a fundamental moral truth. And somehow that's like taboo to say that the, 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 fu- the foundational concepts of this country or that's taboo terrorist talk that you can't mention. Well, I think that a lot of these leftist millennials especially don't have children, so they don't understand what's at stake here. But when you have a child, you realize like I'd rather I'd rather my whole family goes down in a blaze of glory than my than my family be split up. Well, if I allowed him to be kidnapped or I, I've abdicated my what number kind of one father, job, would you it's be? Like, yeah, exactly. It, it is my job to die for his security exactly. if I have yeah. to. I hope I don't have to, but hey, if it's him or me, it's me. That's what being a dad exactly. means. And a mom. Um, yeah. yeah, there's just no, there's no world where somebody's going to take my child from me that's not going to get their brains blown out. Like, <laughs> it's such a, it's such a frightening concept now too. Now that you have a kid, you understand, but like just the thought that somebody could try to take my child, it just, it just fills me like the deepest sadness and fear. And well, yeah. Anger. And then we talk about, that's why I get so hesitant about, it's it's a really delicate line because on the one hand, the the reverse of this is talking about getting like CPS involvement in people doing say child gender transition and stuff like that, and and there's a temptation I think probably rightly so to say we someone's got to get in there and intervene because they're abusing this child. Right. But there right. are two edges to that sword, and if you right. go too far in enabling the state to intervene with people's parenting and to take kids in abusive situations, quote unquote. All of a sudden that's flipped on you because you didn't vaccinate your kid or you didn't um, quarantine yeah. your kid or whatever else. It's 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 very dangerous and treacherous territory. Yeah. And it's 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 frustrating at this point in time because I believe that there are a lot there's a lot of ideological abuse of children going on that should be stopped. How do you do that without setting precedent that puts you yourself vulnerable to the same sort of um, I don't state think you actors? can. There has to be an incredibly high standard for cps i mean mm. owen benjamin um people that hate him they were calling cps on him yeah. and cps like showed up to their house and like looked in their fridge and you know <laughs> it, it, it has just, to do a food inventory uh check or CPS something like always that. does that they always really? make sure that you're yeah i mean they develop relationships with these people that, and told them like what he does for a living and everything like that but like what if um that that organization wasn't so friendly uh, what if, you know, they, they were a bit more opportunistic or they really thought that you were endangering their children by exposing them to dangerous ideas. There yeah. has to be a very high standard. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Uh, that'll do it. Uh, we're good on email questions, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, we got a bunch Thanks. of super chats. Though. Okay. Really quick over on D live. Uh, R petty, uh, sending a little support to the show. Appreciate that. I don't know if that is the Ryan petty, but if it is uh, shout out to the petty family and hope you guys are doing well. Uh, Merry Christmas to you guys. And thanks for tuning in. Um, let's see. And we're good on Tippy Stream if you're ready to go on YouTube. Valiant Trayvonis. I'm I butcher that. I'm sorry, dude. Um, I was vaccine hesitant, but it's been out long enough to where a well-documented data is showing it to be a good idea. Hmm. Seems counter arguments are dubious. What's keeping you all from getting it now specifically? How could you possibly know that that data is supportive you know uh previous vaccines that were not new mrna technology uh required five to seven years of of large scale um and really extensive double blind um studies and 93 percent of them still were rejected by the fda they rolled this out in a year and i'm supposed to believe that after after one year of clinical data where they're suppressing vaccine injury um, I'm supposed to use that as as data supportive enough that I should get a vaccine for a disease that I'm immune to. That's so fucking stupid. That's so fucking stupid. What a dumb question. Okay. Thank you for supporting the show. No, um, what, what a dumbass question. Um, this is retarded. Why? I'm I'm immune. I've had coronavirus. Why? Yeah. Well, and that that's exactly one year of like, data. Would I be willing to risk a lack of long-term data if the virus risk I faced was very high? Um, probably, but the virus risk I yeah the virus risk I face is minimal. I don't believe for a second that me getting Omicron or even Delta would be any riskier to my health or my family's health than me getting the cold or the flu or any other seasonal virus that might come my way. So you may be correct that that. Uh, the risk of the the it's let me put it this way it's possible um that that the risk of the virus is still greater than the risk i face from the vaccine but to me they're so small either way that i just it's not a concern in my mind i i, I don't i don't evaluate every minute risk that comes before me it's far riskier for me to right. drive my car down the highway yeah Definitely. than it is for me to risk exposure to Omicron. So I just don't, it's, it's not of sufficient risk for me to, uh, to, to warrant injection of some sort of new technology into my body, uh, that I just don't know anything about long-term. There's no reason to do that. Ugh, what a douche. Um, Abby Cruz, <laughs> this is about 11 bucks. I appreciate US, the, I appreciate the devil's advocacy or the, at least the, that the is high level the, trolling. Maybe it might have been. Who knows? But I'll take your money. Um, this is about eleven bucks US, by the way. One thing I forgot to mention: a product idea, the audiobook. Ping two reads the entire Matt and I once made love compodium. <laughs> no. I'd buy that shit off of Spotify in a heartbeat. That is no. I would not disgrace my wife in such a vile. Way. No, that's uh, uh, that's worse though. than showing feet on the stream. I'm not doing it. Long Don John. Anyway, guys, I'm off to take my turn on Jack Murphy's wife. Merry Christmas again. I don't know. That one's over my head. Eric Jack Burns Marsh. I'll, I'll look it up. Is this dangerous? Like what you were Googling Any thoughts on, on Jack Murphy's meltdown directed at Sydney Watson? Did we miss an, another oh, internet thing? Yeah, it must have been. There must have been another interview that went uh, that went crazy. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know what happened on the stream, Jack so Murphy, I'll have to punt Sydney. on that one. Well, now I want to know. It autofills on Google, so Oh. You got Men's really life mad at coach Jack something? Murphy yells at Sydney Watson for reading I don't know. I, I <laughs> There's a lot of YouTube posts of it though. I'll have to watch it later. I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't get it. Um Bridge burner over the course of their life, white people are a net benefit to the system, 225,000, but basketball Americans are a net negative to the system, 650,000 uh, when averaged out. White privilege, though, am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Uh, hmm. Yep. Um, I've got to find out what's going on here. Could you take over for a second? Uh, wh what's the next one? Tim Hammond. Tim says, Merry Christmas, guys. Figured I'd share some Christmas bonus with my favorite YouTubers. Been with you guys since episode one and Matt for a couple years before. Good to see Matt more based over the years and blonde stay spicy. Well, Merry Christmas and thank you for that. And uh, man, that's a hell of a long time to stick around. So thanks for having faith and um, and thanks for uh, sticking around through the varying content too. Scenery's changed a lot since then. So has the material. So. I appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you. Have you learned anything else? No, I don't understand the internet anymore. We're too old. It's finally happened. Bangs Naughty Bit says, Today's the three-year anniversary of posting the transcript phone call of Patreon's Jacqueline Hart. How would that go now? Are the masks off? It, it was three years ago today, huh? That was about... Sure. I remember, God. man. That, Are that you was, serious? Uh, yeah, I remember that phone call like it was yesterday. I wish people could hear the recording that definitely never happened. Uh, so they could just get the authentic experience. Although Sargon and V's reading of it was was close to accurate uh, or close to the exact thing. In fact, um, how would that go now? I, I actually wouldn't change a thing if I was doing it over again. And I know, I mean, some people, myself included, I'm not oblivious to this, but there were moral implications of doing what I did. I, I deceived them. I, I, I gave them my word that I was going to keep this you know, off the record or non-public and um, did not do that. But, but from my perspective, they deceived all of us as Patreon creators and not just us, the people who um, are the creators on Patreon. They deceived all of you guys and they deceived me as a supporter of Sargon. They deleted Sargon's account without ever even telling me as a supporter of, of Sargon's Patreon, what the hell happened? And so yeah. Yeah. is, is everything I did perfectly morally square? No, I, I bent the rules a eh, little bit. It was fine. I bent the rules a little bit because they shattered the rules against us. And I, I would say that I fought fire with like a sparkler, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> that, that's yeah. the analogy I would use. It's not, yeah. it's not something I would do to just anyone. I would only do that to the people who, who actually um, deceived and betrayed us in the way Patreon did. So I, I wouldn't change anything. The only way that that would go now, I think today if I think today they probably the one mystery I'll never understand about that is why they reached out to me and thought that conversation would ever go well to begin with. No, I think if it was happening today, they probably would be a little more skeptical. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. And they probably would have been able to see that coming more easily. Well, we still had been doing the show for two, three years at that point, so it's like, two and what, a half. Yeah. I I, okay, I, I don't know why they thought I would be on their side or play nice with them after they decided to. to they decided they deleted the livelihood of, of one of our fellow YouTubers yeah. and thought that I would just 
take their lip service as comfort that they wouldn't do the same thing to us. Hmm. Uh, how could they believe that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess what happened here, I just figured it out. Okay. I'm not very good at multitasking, but apparently he like is into, he's, he's into like cucking his wife out or something. Oh, I, I don't and then know. He made her, he made Sydney Watson review the super chats before. Cause he didn't want to talk about it. And like one of them slipped by from Mr. Dick and balls or something. <laughs> and then he like attacks Sydney. He's like, fuck you for saying that. I told you I wasn't going to talk about this. Fuck you. Oh, so he, he flipped like, out. goes crazy on her. Oh no. Is that it? I guess I'll have to I, watch it. No, you don't. I, I just was able to watch the 30 second clip. It's, it's fine. Oh, um, okay. Thought. Who did, Rogue Thought says, love your show. Are you still astounded like me that so many champion the lies told by the mainstream media or the government, et cetera? Um, I don't know. Not not really anymore. Are you? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, astounded. To be honest, most people in my everyday life are not that person. Uh, so yeah. I don't encounter. It's not like I'm encountering a genuine CNN viewer every time I go out the door or something like that. My day-to-day life, they're not very, I only see them on the internet, but they do exist. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not astounded. What's the, what's the classic quote? It's much easier to fool a person than to convince him he's been fooled. I think there are a lot of people hanging on to this perception of reality, not even because they believe it necessarily, but because they don't they, want to turn around and admit that they were wrong for years. They want to believe it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's um, how you get into these weird situations where people, the other thing Lori Lightfoot said, she announced her vaccine mandate and says, if you go into a coffee shop, if you're just getting coffee to go, you don't have to show your papers. But if you want to sit down and drink that coffee or eat that muffin, you're going to have to show your papers. There's no way even the most hardened Democrat believes that makes any sense. Yeah. But I think they kind of convince themselves that they do because they're so invested in this on a multi-year level now that they can't go back and say, well, you know, I've been duped. I've been deceived. I have been tricked. That's difficult for people. It's, it is. And I, I'll fully acknowledge that. I don't, I like to believe that when I get something totally wrong, that I have the awareness and the humility to correct that. But it's never a fun thing to do when you realize, oh shit, I was 100% wrong about that. But it has I, to be done. It, it, yeah, not just... Um, we were all wrong about coronavirus for the first few weeks. I was petrified. Not me. Petrified. Not... <laughs> I was pregnant and I'm a hypochondriac, yeah, yeah. though, to be fair. So there, I, Honestly, uh, I don't say this to pat myself on the back and act like I don't get things wrong. I get things wrong all the time. I could do a whole... I, I, not I don't this know many, one, though. Not but I am proud one. that I saw the corona yeah. bullshit from the start. That's That's one of my proudest... Um, just personal points of pride for me. And I was only buying this for like two weeks and it was in February, 2019. So yeah. Dangerous spaces. My call will be quick. Well, that turned out to be bullshit again. Merry Christmas to you and the families. And I hope 2022 was a blessed year for you and for you. Thank you, man. You as well. Thank you. Um, MN Sisu, Minnesota, something, something, something university. Um, did you watch Felix's new video on MRNA technology being a prelude to life extension technologies? That will only be available to the ultra elites and the COVID vaccine is the largest undeclared medical trial in human history. I haven't seen that one yet. It's, it's queued up for me to watch actually right after this, but I could believe you know, that as a theory of what's going on right now. That makes some sense. After all these years, Black Pigeon Speaks is still the greatest in- intellect in the dissident hmm. right, isn't he? I, I'd be interested to listen to that. Send me the send me the link if you have it handy when you watch it later. Okay, because uh, that's um, that's a theory that would tie it all together if there's some truth to it. 
Felix Rex is his channel. It's yeah. the most recent video. Is it still on YouTube or is he uh, elsewhere? It's still on YouTube. Oh. Yeah. Um, Holden Mulray. Hi, True Seekers. A good TV quote. When you say no, it must be the death of the question. If there's even a hint of a maybe, the question won't stop until they find something you can't say no to. Hmm. I'd have that's to know the context of, of, what, of how that was said. I think that's the last one. All I know is no needs to become a much more common piece of our vocabularies in 2022. Yeah. Not just no, yeah. but fuck off. Fuck off. We all have to become, uh, we need to have a renewed boldness in saying no in the new year. Not necessarily our audience. I don't doubt that, that they are, but we got to start saying no on behalf of other people and encouraging other people to say no. No was not said nearly enough in 2021. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. As always, we will be back on Sunday at normal time uh, to talk about whatever happens between now and then. We also have um, Jorge Ventura from Daily Caller stopping by. We talked to him earlier today about his new uh, Cartelville documentary, all about how cartels are taking over Southern California. Uh, so he had some interesting things to say. We'll catch up with him. And, um, and, and whatever else uh, happens in the news in the meantime thanks for hanging out with us tonight we will see you on Sunday have a great Christmas Merry Christmas in the meantime thanks Bye.